Good evening, everyone. We managed to snuck here again in this tavern. For some reason, the lights are still on, but we managed to get away from the sirens. Tonight, I'm mm -hmm. joined. <laughs> I'm joined by DM Zero, DM Serfix, and DM Cyxl. Hello, hello. I so, am guys, back from the dead. It seems like um, <laughs> one of you were missing last time, but I don't remember that happening. The, no, we, we don't talk about <laughs> they that. They will only know. That's an alternate yeah. timeline that never happened. <laughs> I'll show test alter memory at our, level our... 9 on three targets. Yeah, guys. Um, how, but how's then again, your... guys, they'd know that, that alternate timeline if they become a patron. Yes. Please become will, a patron. They will discover that timeline when they become a patron. <laughs> soon, details soon. But yeah. we'll, we'll, be the that. well, guys, if you love what we do and you like listening, you know, like and subscribe and yeah, keep keep going, Follow. keep going, keep going, keep going. You're almost there. And be a patron. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, we should workshop this part. We should, but like I said yeah, in the last should. in the last episode, uh let's let's get things moving because I I can't keep breaking into this place and eventually the police are gonna find us, so Yeah yeah, we have limited amount of time within this tavern before the sirens come here again. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I made I made mm -hmm. sure, don't worry, there there's there's mines outside. I planted some. What? What? Yeah. Is it that dangerous? <laughs> uh, it's dangerous if you step on them. True. Yeah, like okay. it, I, 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 I once mentioned in the pre in the lost tapes that there was a store that sold explosives next door. They also sell mines. Okay. Let's just... Sure, it's an explosive store, not a. It's a arms it's a military surplus dealer? store. Oh, that explains that just, a lot. Of that that just sells mines to civilians. I never said they sold it to me. Oh come on! <laughs> Be careful on the way out later. Though. Yes, please. Okay, oh, oh yeah, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> tonight, I will be. So you say? Well, you'll call me. Teacher Spectre. And say. Okay. Okay, TM. <laughs> oh my god. The TM has been passed on to you. Well, there is a pop quiz later. And there will be rewards. But we are going to be discussing Dungeons and Dragons pen and paper character selection screen. Basically, All right. you're going to make your character later on or you can make your character as we discuss it okay um to you guys that's watching so um to get the ball rolling i would like to ask two of your favorite class from the phb the player's handbook and what do you like about that class i shall pass the torch to my left dm size excel hey guys so two of my most favorite classes would be the sorcerer and the fighter mainly because the sorcerer uh, I find the sorcerer a bit of the more utility classes that I see it's it's more flexible in the battlefield thank you sorcery points mm -hmm. and of course the fighter well it's the most basic and the most straightforward class you can uh, 
we can actually use and more attacks means more damage guys mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you gotta love those hell yeah <laughs> okay keep it rolling um dm seraphix what about you well uh, first uh, i mentioned in the lost tapes cleric but i'd also like to add bard so aside from them being both um, spellcasters, one is more on utility in which, well, they could heal, but you know, you can always ask the party to heal them. I mean, spells cost a lot, the materials cost a lot, resurrection costs a lot, so pay up, bitch. Pay up, bitch. <laughs> and then, of course, the bard, because that's all pretty nice. You get mm-hmm. half proficiency in uh, skills that you're not proficient at, so you still have bonuses. Yeah, it's a really and good feature. Of course, and you yeah. got you gotta love you get that. You have spells, more spells. You gotta love that inspiration. I'm just gonna have to yes. throw this into the mix. I never saw cleric as a utility. I always saw them as mm-hmm. offensive bastards. Yeah. Uh, 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 yeah. Nora, fireball. Yes, please. <laughs> Level twenty-one, guiding bolt, please. <laughs> people claw. I I see them as clad in armor with a shield and a mace. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's more like I really think the cleric is often um, misinterpreted because you're cleric, you're associated to some deity or god. So you're automatically the healer. But the thing is, other classes can still heal like the Paladin. Yeah. So I'd rather see it as more of offensive and backup. And for the Bard, it's kind of like, you know what? I'll throw shit on the wall and see what sticks. <laughs> yeah, that's about very, it. Yeah. Very nice, very nice. I think that's a straightforward answer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> What about you, um, DM Zero? What is your two favorite classes and why? Uh, my two favorite classes, uh, the first one is going to have to be the Monk, because I'm a big fan of Kung Fu movies, and fist weapons are my main source of, that, of, of weaponry in any RPG game, if it's available to me. <coughs> Uh, Beowulf. Well, monks. Monks can do damage even if they don't have a weapon. So that's already a plus. Imagine you're in a situation where you have no sword, no nothing. You can still hold your own. Not to mention, monks are some of the most agile classes in DD uh, because of the use of key points, which you get one per level and. It allows you to do some cool things like eventually really really high level monks can probably do like five attacks in a row <laughs> and the second favorite class is probably in my opinion the most uh, I would say hard to deal with and simple the barbarian you Ooh, it's, yes. it's yeah. exactly what it sounds like every problem is a nail and the barbarian is a hammer you just hit it and if it doesn't if it doesn't work hit it harder <laughs> and one of the most defining traits of the barbarian is their ability to rage meaning you get half damage 
from everything. Well, except except magic, because no, barbarians are <laughs> barbarians. Oh, don't believe fooey. in magic. <laughs> don't believe in magic. Yes. But yeah, everything can be muscled out except magic. Ex except magic, they they don't fuck with that shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and right. and last but not least, how about you, the inspector? For me, I would pick wizard. Well, here's the thing. I like learning new stuff. And that's the thing about wizards. They have to learn new spells. They have the capacity to learn mostly most of the spells in the handbook. Um, the only problem with that is they have they have to take time to read it and put it on their spell books. But with that capacity, they can recover spell slots faster on a short rest, which is really good. It means you can cast more spells. And yeah, Farball is... I love Farball. Everybody likes Farball. Not your party, I guess, <laughs> if you get hit. But yeah, I'm wizard. <laughs> what, and, what about the student loans that come with being a wizard? Oh, yes. If you are a wizard, you have to be sure that the party is willing to shoulder your college expense. <laughs> You're I basically Hogwarts <laughs> needs money. Oh well. Because yeah. wizards, like if I'm if I'm not mistaken, they need like tons of money so that they can write down all of their spells in their yeah. book. Mm -hmm. To replace your spell book costs around twenty gold, as far as I can remember. And uh, no, not twenty gold, two hundred gold. I'm sorry. Yeah. Uh, two hundred gold, and two hundred gold doesn't come by easily. So yeah, um, you have to at least have a party that is willing to shoulder some expense. Um, it's up to you to go murder Hoboing if that's up your alley. But yeah, as a wizard? No, 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 I, I not, guess. no, no, not as a wizard, as a party. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought I thought you were okay. gonna say being a murder hobo as a wizard. Like, dude, you get you get sprayed by by <laughs> you get sprayed by a can a can of water from a watering can, and you yeah. you're like almost dead. <laughs> Yeah, that's the problem with spellcasters, right? Yeah. You, yeah. you get hit really by a rock, low. really small rock, then you're out there bleeding. You have a hole in your spleen. Okay, that's why <laughs> um, my second class is what I want my wizard to be friends with, the rogues. Because they, they, they're very stealthy, so to speak. So, you know, you can like pickpocket there, pickpocket there. You don't like that guy, you can pickpocket him. At the same time, if he does anything bad, you can kill him outright by assassinating. They're basically really stealthy creature, critters, that is really agile and can mostly deal a lot of damage in one hit. With Cycle the feet called back. <laughs> Not to mention they're the most emo and moody characters oh yeah they're, they're the edges edge. you see on the side if you want the edge you be a rogue you be the rogue, rogue. Yeah. the rogue is That's your so choice <laughs> it's like your father and your mother died yeah if you're a rogue your 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 story is gonna go <laughs> like if you become a rogue automatically your parents die <laughs> it kind of sounds like that I yeah guess. if you're a rogue your your story is gonna start with i was born in the shadows like that. Some edgy stuff was, like that. I was born in the shadows. My mom died. My dad died. My dog died. The caterpillar Why beside the me dog? died. For my hat. I had to learn from the streets. I made a I made a living taking shady jobs from wherever I could find it. 
<laughs> Until I learned past life, he's a baker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've never seen someone roleplay. Of shadows from a cat. <laughs> My teacher was a cat. Oh, everything, God. Including nine lives. Nine lives. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's you... why I like the rogue and the wizard together because I think they can help each other out. Okay, with those um, classes out of the way, I still think we still have some left. Um, anybody want to discuss the druid? Uh, I think uh, DM Seraphix is the only one who has ever once played a druid. Come on, I can I, remember. Really? I did play. Really? I did. Oh. I did play a druid with her in one of her campaigns. I have not played a druid yet. Me neither. Uh, uh, it, I think druid is one of those classes where you think it's really easy because plantito, plantita, whatever. <laughs> no, hell no, it wasn't. <laughs> no. But the thing is, yes, it's the most uh, technical of classes, if I remember right, and it's not really beginner friendly, comparing to the fighter. Yeah. Yeah. Well. But what's really good about uh, druids is because of wild shape. Furry. <clears throat> What? what? Hey. <laughs> hey, we don't free shame here. Yeah, we accept all kinds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think druids are very well-rounded class. To be honest, they well, they're proficient well, with like spears and simple weapons. They can use spells, uh, and they have a backup of wild shape, which is basically a secondary health. Mm-hmm. In, in my opinion, although they do have a limit in spell work and spell yeah. slot. Druids for me are one of those classes that is actually a hard class, but when you get to master that class, it's actually one of the most fun mm. yes. of the classes you can ever play with because yeah. let's just say a druid has is centered around ritual spells. <laughs> well it, yeah, and if those you, if you think about those, it and those spells don't cost a thing. <laughs> if you if you think about it. A druid has all of the magical capacity that can act as a sorcerer or wizard. It has a ridiculous amount of tanking ability because of the wild shape, and it can heal. So, yeah. not to mention it has lots of like uh, utility stuff that can make you super super stealthy. So it's basically every single every single class rolled into one. But that's yeah. the only thing. It's it's just really really hard to use. Yeah. At first. At first. At first, yes. That's why in Druid, I prefer either um, off tanking, if uh, if we would put it in a term, wherein, wherein I could melee and then, if possible, bonus action spell so I could switch in and out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I don't think not a lot of people do have the capacity on being able to off and switch in and out of being a magic user and a main. Yeah, well, yeah. That's the trick of it. Yeah, so okay, if you really like difficult mm-hmm. things, then yeah, sure, the druid is for you. Yeah, yeah guys, if talk, you uh, talking about druid like this, mm-hmm. has anyone of uh, like as DMs themselves, have you ever seen anyone use a druid so good? I have. You have. Yeah. Um, it's like a. Yes, Laika. Mm. Because Laika is very... Uh, Laika is one of our friends in the tavern. Mm-hmm. Um, for all of you to know. Um, she plays Druid the same as she would play a bard. But it's more on the support 
type of um, playstyle. Basically, when they were fighting uh, an Umberhawk, um, I'll put a picture on Umberhawk right now. But like, um, basically, what she did is she polymorphed the Umberhawk to a tiny snail, and then she put that in a jar and left it there. And there was no encounter after that. Oh, that also reminds me of a well, druid in my campaign. Which? Uh, yeah. Derek, how you doing there? If you're listening to this. Oh my god. <laughs> oh. oh my god, no! Oh no! Oh no! More flashbacks! Derek, why? Uh. Oh, interesting. The first time I went into your campaign, that thing happened. <laughs> Hey, yeah. How are you doing there? Yeah. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah, <laughs> lyric. Well, well done. someone polymorph a ten feet, two hundred ton hulking of a monster into a worm, an yeah, worm, and play with it, and actually forgot that there's a one hour time limit on it, and she tried to bring it home. <laughs> Yeah, that that doesn't also, work. <laughs> that doesn't work. The entire part is like, don't step on it, or else it will turn back. Yeah. <laughs> oh well, magic, That's everyone. Perfect. It's yeah. safe. It's it's not safe, but it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> but actually, when uh, DM Spectre did mention about the Umber Hulk being put on screen, if you guys have noticed, there's a giant television screen above us. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, did the Whenever, bar upgrade uh, last time? No, no, no. I, I also it, stole this. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, stop keep stop stealing. Uh, That's bad. Z- z- we're good role we're, models. We're not supposed to say that, live. Uh, I'm 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 sorry. I'm sorry. Um, we borrowed. I, 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 I didn't. Everyone we borrowed. I didn't steal this television. I uh procured it from it's legitimate. It's a loan. It's a loan. It's for the lesson for. <laughs> we borrowed it. It's a loan from the department store. Which is, yes. so which is also down the street. Whenever we want something to pop up, we'll just put it there. Yeah. For example, Cthulhu. Bam. D- don't don't make don't make don't make his job harder. Sorry. <laughs> 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 don't make his job harder. No. Why what? why is there why is there nothing showing on screen? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, oh. don't, don't make it blink! <laughs> and, okay, uh, erase that, erase that. Erase okay, that. Moving right. on. There's still one more class. There's still one more class we have yet to talk um, about. Talking about moving in and out of combat, switching from melee to a magic class, we also have that. The Divine Soldier of whichever god you serve. Paladin. 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 Yeah, Paladin. Deus Vault. Deus Vault! Deus Vault! Deus Vault! Paladin is, let's say, the tank, the part. Yeah. That's the real tank. tank. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the real the... tank. Then again, would you consider the barbarian a tank? I would consider the barbarian a tank. I would consider barbarian a tank as well. I would, uh, yeah, I would consider barbarian <laughs> tank and damage at the yeah. same time. Dude, at Paladin level 8 is... at max, but max strength at 20. Yes, that, that but thing can hit. <laughs> the thing that the barbarian cannot tank, the paladin makes up for, which is pure mental fortitude if somebody tries to if somebody tries to uh take control of your mind no 
You believe in your gods so strongly that you have no time for the heresy that comes from those people who try to convert you. No! Burn the heretics. <laughs> think! Think! And you think! Think! You really think that you would get through me with your heresy? Uh, heretics must die. On a side note, good good luck on that, Jack. On what? <laughs> uh, oh, you mean lemons. putting up there? I will do my best. <laughs> but yes, uh, one, one defining trait of the Paladin is their ability to heal with Lay on Hands. Which is, uh, it doesn't only heal. It yeah, you basically slap someone until they're they they feel better. But basically few, being applied Olay. Few people uh, actually know that he, lay on hands doesn't only heal. You can actually remove poison and cure some diseases with it at higher levels. Wait, what? Yeah, yeah, you didn't know that? Oh, it's in higher level. I still, yeah. Genora still can't do that. He's like level one paladin. But no, no. If you're, I think if you're level one or level two paladin, you get free vaccination. Basically, yeah. you're immune to disease. Paladins are immune to disease because they yeah. believe in God so much that they don't believe in, in you know, they don't believe in viruses. Now, let's not get too political, okay? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You guys are not paladins. You're, world, you're all. You're all not paladins. You're, you're not immune to disease. Wear a mask. Yeah. Yes. You see, even the paladin is immune to disease. He still wears a helmet, right? Mm-hmm. True. Um. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Totally. Yes. He's so right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sometimes he wears a muffler to cover his face. Yes. And, all right. Uh, um. Let's move on from the paladin and. Moving on. Let's do one last class. I believe that we are lacking. It is the ranger. Oh now, my god. When Nicholas. I say ranger, what character comes to your mind? Aragorn. Nicholas. Rexar. What? Aragorn. Aragorn. Oh. oh. I guess, yeah. Okay, okay. okay. Technically, Aragorn the is the ranger. ranger. Technically. He is a ranger. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Aragorn actually is a ranger. But for both me, swords and fighting, a bow tracking. Does... <laughs> yeah, I'm I with. I mean, Legolas um... also does the same thing. Yeah, I'm with DM Serifix. Whenever I hear Ranger, I see Legolas. <laughs> okay. <laughs> was, was I, I see the... Orlando Bloom's silky smooth face. Was those yeah, blue eyes? Hair. Was I the, the only hair, one who glowing hair? Was yeah. I the only one who said and Rexar? The <laughs> Rexar. Yeah. Rexar. Rexar from the from Defense of the Ancients. The Hobbit yes. to Isengard. <laughs> Because Wait, Rexar's a ranger? Well, I, I thought about it because he has he a bear. A he has a bear. Well, rangers, I see him, rangers can technically I see him, be oh, hunters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're Technically, correct, you're correct. well, yeah. Okay. A little bit of a segue. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Since Legolas is a ranger, then does that mean Gandalf is really a wizard? Or is he just a fighter? No, no. no. Gandalf <laughs> is a level 19 fighter with level 1 wizard. <laughs> if you watch Lord of the Rings... He has only casted light. That what? is a level one spell, and he always fights with a sword. He also is they... there a magic adept. There, there are, but okay. I, I will, I will let this uh, clip show right now. It is in that scene from the two towers where they charged in. He was riding a horse with a sword and a staff. He is probably a cavalier. A fighter, uh, a fighter with a subclass of cavalier, because he can mount a horse while 
holding two weapons, and he casted light just to blind the enemy, and he sliced everything up. Gandalf is a fighter. Yeah, he also has that. After fighting Balrog, he's like, "Oh shit, I don't want magic anymore. I just want more fighter." Uh, another another fun fact about that scene in one of the scenes where Gandalf is standing with the army. If you zoom in closely, you can actually see him wearing uh, a modern day watch. Oh yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. So that's not, correct. so probably he also took one Oopsie. one point in artificer. <laughs> yeah. Imagine see? imagine Saruman being like Gandalf. We finally meet, and then Gandalf pulls out um, a Glock. <laughs> <laughs> Bury this, you fucking <laughs> casual. Bury this. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, going back to Rangers, mm-hmm. um, one good feat, um, one good thing about them is they have preferred terrain and preferred enemies. Mm-hmm. Um, if they're fighting a preferred enemy, they have an um, advantage on tracking it, um, looking for clues about it. Same with terrain. If they're in that terrain, they have um, advantage on survival checks, if I'm correct. Survival yes. checks mm-hmm. for tracking and stuff. Mm-hmm. Also, Hunter Smart, everybody. Yeah. We, we gotta appreciate Hunter Smart. Yes, sir. Mm, bonus damage. Bonus damage is always good. People say that Rangers are a bit lackluster, but I think, I know, um, it just needs more panache from other players to at least make it fun what about we talk about the one of the more famous rangers amongst our friend group the man the myth the legend Dritch Hufler. Dritch Hufler. <laughs> <laughs> the guy that can take down a lot of um, giants but still manages to shoot his teammate all the time yes wait what <laughs> really yep, yeah that's just... yep the one champion of Sovereign Guard, the Hunter's Eye. Oh, wow. Still, still shoots at his friends at the teammate. back. The back. <laughs> uh, Jude, also, um, Jude, if you're watching this, <laughs> we, love we, you. Love you. we love you. We love you, man. <laughs> what about... Um, I think I thought I've heard everything about Simba Hunt. Yeah, Shimba. Isn't Shimba no. just for Ranger? No. Uh, nope. no. Sh- Shimba is a... Sharpshooter. Can you can you really classify him as as part of the Arranger? PHB anymore? Nope. Oh, nope. I, no. He's a, he's a monster. He's a monster. <laughs> he's not. He's not under the PHB. He should be at the monsters manual. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. Just see with a stat bug. He's just like yeah. not applicable for. Not applicable for NPCs. <laughs> he's a C R twenty one. C R twenty one. Love you, dude. Oh my! Uh, that guy dishes out 150 a shot. Yeah. All right. Uh, <laughs> let, let, let's move on and try to explain the rest of the <laughs> the rest of the things we have set out to explain in this episode to yep. the people. Oh yeah. Welcome. Yeah. And once again, guys, welcome to Roll Initiative. Roll, Roll Initiative. Roll Initiative. We we gotta work on that. <laughs> yeah. We have to workshop. It's already episode two. Third so episode. Like, oh we're two episodes in, guys. <laughs> We're like an oiled machine. And one, <laughs> one lost episode in, so we don't have tagline. <sighs> oh well. Yeah. 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 So, uh, moving on, what is our next topic that we should be explaining to people? 
it is races. Basically, when you make your character, you have to pick a race. Um, some people prefer humans, but we're gonna be discussing other than humans this time because we all know what humans are. We're humans. For for the people at home, uh, why should you like? Why would people play as a human in D and D? Like, what 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 bonuses do they get? Like, because every class. Uh, Every class has something special, right? Well, every race yeah, also yeah. has something special going for them because when you're talking about uh, race in D&D, it's kind of like your your heritage. Like uh, humans, as as a people, are more adaptable. They are um, prominent amongst all uh, like the world or the the setting where you are, but. They also they're versatile. They're versatile. They have um, a plus one modifier in every stat, just because mm -hmm. they're so well balanced. They're good with any other race to mate, basically. Yeah, they, they're, they're down for anything. They have the capacity to adapt, basically. Mm -hmm. So it's technically the safe answer for every beginner out there. Yeah, humans and if you guys are also wondering, like. Yeah, humans have bonuses and everything. Why would I ever choose not to play as a human? Well, number one, you can't see in the dark. You're every every That's other true. race has dark vision. Well, not not every race, but humans are one of the few, very few races in D and D that cannot see in the dark. Also, yeah. uh, they uh, they might not ha they might be balanced in everything, but also that makes you kind of the double-edged sword where you're not that good at anything either yeah basically humans are the only race humans are the only race that doesn't have uh bonuses against elements mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. very true mm -hmm. very true mm -hmm. right. or status status yes or any special like racial ability like uh we're gonna be talking about other races they have they might have something special going for them but humans don't yep. have that they don't yeah like, for, for example perfect night mission you can, or you can breathe fire, or plus two spells at level one. Or you can literally be like an be like an orc who is too angry to die. Yes, yes. anger oh brings gosh. you back to life. Or goblins that they're so angry they can like fury of the small. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let us get one the at time. Rolling. One at a time. Let's go first to the very common one: the dwarf. Uh, the, the first of, of the list. Guys, we're gonna use the Lord of the Rings as an imagery here, so Dwarf is Gimli. Gimli! Gimli. Okay. As a Dwarf, they have really good constitution. Mm. Um, they're very hefty. Um, lots of vigor. And as um, features, they are well-versed in structures or stonework, so to speak. Basically, you give them a stone, they would know the history about it. I um, not be a sedentary uh, rock right there. I have, to be honest, I have never used a dwarf race. Same. Dwarf. Same. I've played as a dwarf only one slot. I have <laughs> not played as a dwarf. Oh, that's three out of four. Oh no! <laughs> yeah. I, I think they have dark vision. They do. That much I can uh, Dwarves have dark vision because they spend most of their lives underground. Underground. Digging holes. Don't be wishing it. 
I'm gonna throw in a fun fact on Norse mythology because um, Lord of the Rings is based on Norse mythology. Oh, do tell. Um, in Norse mythology, we have the light elves and the dark elves. Uh-huh. To be honest, dwarves are actually dwar- dark elves. That's their old uh, nomenclature. They just, uh, it, I think they, it just changed over the years. Hmm, interesting. They're from uh, the realm of Svartalheim. Svartalheim. So Land of metal. Probably. That's what that's what uh, God of War has taught me. <laughs> well oh no, God of War. Yep. Anyway, what's the next class? The next class A would class? be the most famous one, the elves. Uh, I'm pretty Legolas. sure everyone has played an elf. Yes. Yes. Noble. Very prideful, very handsome or beautiful, uh, and always carry that very bad British accent. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. <laughs> why does it default I, to British? Whenever I hear elves, I only see Thranduil. Thranduil? Why not Legolas or Galadriel or Eowyn? Yeah. Oh, no. It's society Eowyn. I like Aywin. them. Man, Thranduil. I, I, I want to grow up to be like Thranduil. <laughs> what? Sass. Surrounded by... I am a, yes, I'm a simp for Thranduil. But then again, I think if we're going to look at Thranduil, he could be classified more as a high elf. Which high is yeah. He is a high elf. If I remember. Uh, so underneath some of these races there are sub races of them like elves there are night elves there are wood elves and there are high elves each one has a different uh set of features and abilities like uh i would say wood elves are i think they're 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 better in like forest terrain and they can uh, hide in uh, they can hide they can hide uh in very Obvious shrubbery or even mist in the rain. They have advantages when they try to hide. Um, snow. They can hide in snow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically, they can use their terrain to their advantage. Yes. Or like dark elves, like the drows. The only problem with drows is they're very sensitive to sunlight. Sunlight. Yes. Oh, Grisha. If if you want to be a <laughs> if you want to be a, the optimum oh. the top of the top of uh broody rogues you pick a drow you can't go out yeah. in sunlight you're <laughs> you're basically yeah. a vampire a drow technically hooded and everything yeah but if yep. you're going for the sophisticated route then go for high elves high elves you basically gain uh, another language plus five uh, in sass plus two <laughs> As well, being mm-hmm. high. I think they have bonus in, in intelligence, if I remember. Yep. Yes, they do. They have bonus in intelligence. Oh, I still remember. They have bonuses in intelligence, and yeah. they also have the feature of your name being so goddamn complicated that no one else can pronounce it yeah. right. That's why. That's why the metaphor like spellcasters will be always be elves, mm-hmm. since we're leaning into stat based mm-hmm. uh, character creation. Sometimes it's much better for the player to use a spell-based class. But then again, or a spell-based race for a spell-based class. Good rangers. Yeah, true, true. Especially really wood elves. Good 
Though, mm-hmm. do do take note uh, a little a little point of clarification. First of all, you do not have to pick a specific race for a specific class. You can pick any yeah. ra- cla- any race for any class, and it'll work out. Just it'll it'll be yeah. Don't don't go for the min max. Go for what you feel like. You wanna play? You wanna play a? You wanna play uh, a like lizard folk wizard and be the lizard wizard? Go ahead. That that's. Did you just make that rhyme? The lizard wizard. Eh? Eh? A local to call. All right. Okay. So what's the next? Moving on, we have the halflings. Oh God. Oh my god. The luckiest of the bunch. The luckiest of the bunch, but I remember a certain certain halfling is not lucky. (laughs) Bond would have something to say about that. (laughs) Would you like like to use a luck for this? Yes, please. (laughs) So, what what they're talking about, guys, is uh, when you pick a halfling. Halflings, for those of you who don't know, or for a more common, uh, common ground for us, Halflings are hobbits, technically. Frodo. Yeah. Frodo. Frodo. Samwise Gamgee. Samwise Let's Gamgee, go. Bilbo Baggins. They are the the, the little folk. They are uh, very very. They, they enjoy life. They enjoy eating. They enjoy food. They're, they're basically they the yeah. They enjoy the simple life. And the one good thing about being a halfling is you can never roll a one. If you ever roll a one, you get a chance to re-roll it. And there's no way anybody can roll two ones, right? No, right? There's no... That won't happen twice in (laughs) one session. That will never happen. Especially not when you actually say, I I am a halfling, I can't roll ones. (laughs) Rolls and then another one. Oh, God. Uh, Traumatizing. The luckiest Mm -hmm. halfling ever. Oh, and for those who are watching Critical Role, and you would know that, um... No, what's her name again? Veth? No, not Veth. Oh, Veth is one. Yes. Scanlan? Scanlan is a gnome. Scanlan is oh. one in the cleric. Is it Pike? They're gnomes. Pike, Pike, Pike. Oh, Pike, 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 Pike is a gnome. They're gnomes. Pike is a gnome. Oh my gosh. They're not halflings. Veth is a halfling. Veth, yeah, Veth is a halfling. Sam Regal's character. Yep. Also, another thing about half, they can never be feared. You can, you can't frighten them. They have that innate um, quality. That's why you see Frodo or Sam can't get um, spooked that much. They're not faced by God. I'm not sure about God. Every time Gollum makes a monologue, they're like, what's he doing? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, halflings have uh, something called bravery, which gives them advantage and yeah, um, against being frightened. Yeah. Okay. Should should we get the ball rolling? Again to the next race, which is okay. We were done with the humans. We discussed them first. Yeah. So let's skip to the dragonborn. Yes, sir. Let's go. Favorite race. DM size Excel. The table is yours. Oh man, my favorite face of them all. Descendant of Dragons. Plus two to strength, plus one to charisma. Bonuses a bit. It's it's a small bonus, but 
Hell yeah, you can breathe fire or lightning <laughs> or ice. Yeah, depending stand on six feet. Depending yep. on depends what on color. The color. You stand at six to eight feet tall as Dragonborn. Very bulky guys. Very smart too. I like them. It's my first character ever. Dragonborn. <laughs> oh, it's um the first campaign one. Yeah, uh, yeah. Alzigrad. Alzigrad. As I so mentioned in the first gave episode. Also, a class that's completely homebrewed. homebrewed. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There is one they all fear. In their tongue, he is Dovaki, Dragonborn. And that also explains my addiction to Skyrim for five and a half years. I still Same. haven't played that game. You really mm -hmm. should. We, 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 like, <laughs> guys, leave a comment whenever this video airs if you want us to stream DM Spectre playing Skyrim. I would I watch that. Told, I would watch. I was told that there was a cave full of spiders. Yes. Hell yeah. No. <laughs> there's a yes. there's a cave full of like lots of shit. You just you go inside a cave and you think you're only gonna be there for 15 minutes and you get trapped in there for like three hours. What? Blackreach. Yep. Blackreach. <laughs> I re I really love that part of the game. But you know what, Dragonborn. Is Spellinor a dragonborn? By no, the way? he's a lizard folk. He's a lizard folk. He's, oh, he's, he's folk. lesser uh, than a dragonborn. The distant cousin uh, of the oh, uh, He's a distant cousin, twice removed. That's the wrong thingy that's. Yeah, well, like I said, dragonborns have the. I love bulking people. Yes. Things. Uh, what are their other bonuses, like stat bonuses? Well, assistance. you have you have an immediate uh, knowledge for draconic ancestry. Yeah. The draconic language. You can speak and read in draconic letters. You're resistant uh, to the. Yeah, and you're resistant to the element that your color represents. For example, yeah. if you're a red uh, dragonborn, you breathe fire, and you are resistant to fire. Hmm. To suck on that, how to train your dragon? <laughs> no, 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 no. I love, I love that. Shouldn't we explain what the difference between immune and resistant are? Okay. Good, um, good, say... good point. Good point. Uh, we're okay. gonna explain this from a, a DM's perspective. When we say right. uh, immune, that means that if you get hit by that particular type of damage, you take no damage from it. But if you say you're resistant to that type of damage, you take half. Mm -hmm. So technically, if somebody throws like a giant fireball at that red dragonborn, dragonborn. he gets half the damage. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You only yeah. take half that damage and all fire spells as well. Pretty good. Fire base spells. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So now that we've That'd covered nice. dragonborn, what's next? You can also grow wings. Wait, what? <laughs> what? I didn't. Yeah. Know, I didn't know that. Yep, there's a feat. There, there's a feat. There's a feat in growings. Yeah, there's a feat. But I, <laughs> oh, well then. I'm not sure if that is PHB. I think that's already in Volo. Ooh, so it's uh, Interesting. an okay. yep. extended one. Okay. Extended for the, nice, nice, the nice. race, I mean. Okay. okay. Guys, take note. We're just going to discuss PHB. We won't be extending too much on the other books. Because other, it's yeah. It's a long time. It's going to make these episodes like at least three hours long, and we're trying to avoid that. Oh, you think it's three hours long, probably, with the other books? No. A three you hours long per book. One. 
Okay, next we shall discuss um, what Pike and Scanlan are from Critical Role. The gnomes. 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 They're so... not your regular garden gnomes. Has anybody played no, a gnome? Wear... No. Uh, gnome. I have no. No, no. I think that's a gnome. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I just put up a picture no of a one. put up a picture of a gnome on the TV right. Yeah, I'll right put Scanlan and Pike side by side. Uh, no, 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 not 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 that gnome. Not, the, not, not that. The garden gnome. A garden gnome. Garden gnome. From the forget. <laughs> Who's that? Who's that garden gnome again? Um, Smurfs? Papa Smurf? Is that... okay. The Smurfs are okay. gnomes, right? I think yeah, I think so. I, I think they're based off gnomes. Wait. I have no idea. Wait. Uh, are gnomes and halflings the same height? No. I think gnomes, gnomes are... are smaller. Gnomes are smaller. Okay, so they're more stealthy then. Yes. Yes, they are. So, is it part of their bonuses being stealthy? Uh, there is a subclass for gnomes, which are I think, uh, which is if you watch Critical Role, Pike Pike's uh sub race is like the Trickfoots, who are uh more centered around like uh stealing stuff or stealthiness. There is there is a subclass uh sub race for that for gnomes. Depends on your but your ancestry. Really help her become stealthy because she no. always clank 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 yes just search our, our smurfs dwarves and it said that they're they're neither smurfs are just smurfs okay oh my god you really technically they're hippie gnomes because they live off mushrooms you say um gnomes are <laughs> I mean smurfs are subclass of gnomes I would mm. I would just accept that it's okay. a sub race okay. yep a sub race so Technically, what can people expect from gnomes? What's so great about them, aside from um, okay. subclass? Gnomes are known to be cunning. They like to play around stuff, and they like to tinker, basically. So, being a gnome, you have advantage on intelligence, wisdom, and charisma saving throws that revolve with magic. If you are a forest gnome, you can speak to small creatures, basically. You're basically... Uh, a pseudo druid already if you're a gnome um, you can also cast minor illusion and you're well versed in tinkering which makes you adept in intelligence so they also have a feature called tinker which um, basically I think which started the artificer class so they can make either clockwork toys some fire starters or music box well, that's kinda cute. gnomes are very creative yeah. man Gnomes are very crafty. Wait, um, oh no, Tinkerbell's a fairy, but I would, I think they're, they're, they're in the same. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, Segway though. So much. <laughs> Segway though. <laughs> there was a, a show when I was a kid. It was a Tinkerbell movie and he was friends with other people. And the gnomes were like their engineers. Yeah, yeah, technically, oh, okay. yeah. Mm. Okay, okay, yes, yes, yes. I, I didn't mean to correlate gnome to Tinkerbell. I forgot that Tinkerbell is a fairy. <laughs> Basically, the She's Tinkerbell cinematic universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Release the but Tinkerbell yeah. cut. <laughs> but oh, yeah, gnomes are known to be very crafty and they like to work, basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That also that also explains why Scanlan is actually pretty 
adept and powerful, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Because uh, if you look at the stats of the gnome, it really fits well with being a bard. Oh, they can. Oh yeah, I. There's a feat here that's called Artificer's Lore. So I guess that's really what started the Artificer. Yeah, thing. I think. They oh, can so check... it's PHP. Yeah. It's yep. PHP already. They they can check for magic related items and they can check um what is used to make that. You can um check for technological devices basically and make stuff out of that. So I guess that's what really started the Artificer class was the no. Maybe there was a lot of demand for that. Yeah, maybe people really liked it. That's why they forced uh, artificers now. It's mm-hmm. really nice. Okay. Okay. What other races we have in? There, there's a lot of races, guys. So you you guys have a, like a, a good. There's like how many possible uh, combinations of class and race around? If mm-hmm. you're if your guys are good at math, you can do the. The, the the combinations the permutations for that. Thing. Yeah, I'm not gonna go get into that, but there's a lot. There's I'm a not, lot. I'm not going to just think about and that. And if we even add like. alignment, which is coming up after this, there's even more that you can possibly make. Yeah. Oh, no. oh my god, that is gonna be another another set of hurdle we're gonna teach them. Yeah. But but first, but... we're gonna discuss mm-hmm. about the half elves. Oh. Basically. <sighs> It's when, when an elf and a human fall in love, they create <laughs> a half-elf. And, and then a bird delivers the half-elf into their arms, like a crow, <laughs> right? <laughs> and they, they come out looking looking really, really good with like slick back hair and a, and a prime British accent already. Yeah. It's oh, pre-installed. So you're describing um, Vaxel, Dan, and Vexalia? Yes. They are half-elves. <laughs> I would like to say that Liam, Laura, I love your characters. <laughs> uh, but okay, yes, so what 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 are good about half elves? Um, for half elves, they're very good in the two races that they shared. Basically, you gain um, you gain dark vision already as a as an elf, but you only get that sixty feet. And you can see from only shades of gray, basically, not in full light. Um, you have the Fey ancestry, which means you can't be charmed, uh, much like the elves. Correction about that: you have resistance to being charmed. You have advantage on rolling. Oh yeah, yeah. you have yeah. resistance on charm. Sorry. Yes. Yeah, so when you when you're under the effect of a charm spell, you get to roll twice and take the higher. That's what advantage means when you're talking to it uh, on, from a DM's perspective. Mm-hmm. It's your bad luck if you don't roll mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. high enough on both ends. Also for languages, you can speak, read, and write common and elvish, but you get one extra one for being in half elf. Basically, so, you were taught language. with yeah, you were taught by both um, heritages, and you gain one more. So basically, half elves are good for like ambassadors for two races to be. Um, up front basically when two kingdoms like elves and humans correlate with each other um, that's when half elves are born and that also strengthens the bond between the two nations interesting alright yeah there I'm are no drag- there's no sub sub race for half elves uh, half elves yeah so ha- let's go to the next one already sub race of both human and yeah, yeah. technically Mm-hmm. Okay, so next one we have the half orcs. Orcs. 
Orcs yeah. and humans. Let's go, let's go forward. <laughs> the orcs. When, when one man, when one man has to be so daring, he's like, that orc looks very sexy. Mm, mm. But mm, being mm. a half orc really has good um, advantages in playing one. One of them being you have um, the size of a um, in between a human and an orc. Um, you have dark vision um, as well. Your constitution increased by one, and your strength is plus two, mm. which makes you really strong. Yep. You also gain menacing, which is um, gain proficiency in intimidating. Basically, when you look at someone, it's gonna be like you're glaring at them with daggers. Mm-hmm. And then as what? So, um, you're giving them yeah, a smolder. Yeah. yeah, yeah. In a way. A smolder, a smolder with a dagger in your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, as what DM Zero said a while ago, do you have relentless endurance? Mm. When you are going to zero hit points, you come back with one. Man, literally too angry to die. <laughs> yeah, man, too angry to die. So for those who just wants to tank it out all the way to the end, this is your race. Yeah, orcs are usually picked as uh, barbarians, barbarians, fighters, basically the, the damage dealing brutes of of D and D. But wait, you know what? There was a warlock. There was a Ford warlock. Was a warlock. There was mm-hmm. a warlock. Ford is a warlock. Is an it's one of those notable. Uh, oh notable gosh, online guys. online D and D personas, Travis Willingham. We never discussed warlock in class. Oh, oh God! Oh. oh wait! Whoa! Backtrack! Oh. Backtrack! Backtrack that a bit. Oh that! Oh the, yeah! That's why. No that's wonder why there was something. Yeah. There, there. <laughs> sorry I, about I everyone who so mains. Sorry, everyone who mains so warlocks. Warlocks are basically people that made a pack with Cthulhu. That's why we called on Cthulhu earlier. I forgot. I forgot that there, uh, that that's how it should have connected to our luck. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. Yep. <laughs> we we forgot. Uh... Alright, <laughs> bring up Cthulhu again on the screen, now, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, ladies and gentlemen. in all of his might right now. For uh-huh. we are sorry. Um, might be so Cthulhu. sorry. We are just DMs. Yeah. We just don't DM. have unlimited. Lonely We're not DMs. like Pat Mercer, guys. We're so sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Warlocks, what? you get the spell called Blast! Like that. What? <laughs> Basically. <laughs> you don't hear me? Gazuntide. Gazuntide. Oh, you mean. I. You know what I heard? You know what I heard? What you heard? Touch that ass. <laughs> okay. Um, basically, you gain rich blast. Yeah. Rich blast. Um, when you level up as a warlock, you gain invocation, which enhances your eldritch blast. I don't. I just like. I, I really like making that name so powerful. Because it sounds anime. You mean yeah. you have to announce it when you make a move? Eldritch blast. Yeah. Eldritch blast. Yeah. Okay, so every time you level up, you gain invocation, which enhances your Eldritch Blast. Either making your Eldritch Blast ranges longer, deals more damage, pushes a target, 
or your invocation can what do you call this enhance your ability um one of which um lets you see uh, no not dead people i'm sorry um <laughs> you can talk to dead creatures i believe i think Am I so, correct? yeah yeah that's one of them with the dead yeah there, there we go but um for the warlock um as a whole you basically make packs mm-hmm. that's your whole mm-hmm. You get your magic from an yeah, eldritch god. We we kind of your, skipped over this. We skipped over this, but uh, warlocks are actually one of the most interesting uh, characters to be played with if you're a DM because there's so much ways you can play around that. The fact that yes. their power comes from a primordial deity, whether it be good or evil, they made a deal with it. And now that 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 thing has a relationship with them, and you know sometimes Uh-oh. sometimes it's a give and take. Sometimes you gotta put some effort on your part. You can't just cruise through the game without expecting something. You're you're, you're dealing with gods here. It's power with the price, mm-hmm. right? Yep. Oh. In three months, oh, where's the baby, oh, man? Basically, okay. another thing about warlocks that's a little bit of a drawback is that their spell slots. Oh yeah. Unlike every other spellcaster, you can only cast spells at the maximum level. Yeah. Right. Yeah, um, and you only get a small amount. Yeah, basically, mm-hmm. think as having grenades. Mm-hmm. You have powerful ones, but it's a one-time use thing. You don't have that much of a spell slot, so that's why a lot of warlocks play both melee and then offset spellcaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the good thing about warlocks, other than uh, even with with small spell slots, unlike wizards and sorcerers, you get yours back after a short rest. Mm-hmm. That's true. The other two true. gets it up a long rest. Yeah. And they're edgy too. You get because of your wizards and sorcerers are be like, I cast all my spells. I'm too tired. I need to take a, a long sleep. Well, uh, warlocks are like, I'm gonna take a short nap. And Papa Cthulhu's gonna be like, you know, hey bro, take your spell slot back. Yeah, like in the dream, like, hey bro, here you go, <laughs> enjoy. Sugar okay. daddy, okay. sugar daddy. <laughs> okay, back to. All right. Okay. Back to the races. Hey, Where were we? Thank you for it. Um. Back to half orcs. Um, it was only the last. This is the last one. When you score a critical hit as a half orc, you can re- you can roll another damage die. Basically, yes. when you get a critical roll, you add one more dice. That's gonna be doubled as well. Oh shit! They yeah. they hurt. They yeah, hurt. The savage attacks. Is this the yep. reason why Ford hurts a lot? Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now imagine that he also took a class in Paladin, meaning he can smite. Mm-hmm. Oh! And then again, remember in, in the first campaign, Travis faced off with a half orc. That's why he took on half orc in the second campaign. <laughs> he that kind of like that. Whooped his ass. Yeah, he whooped his ass. Because of all these damages plus the. Um, Resistance. One where he could, yeah, there is no not only the resistance, but also like he's one HP down. He thought he was dead, but no, he comes back tonight. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. 
So, uh, what's next on the on the on the plate for us? Okay, we have the last race, which is called the Tieflings. Oh. Oh. Ah. The, the sexy ones. Your sexiest goats around. <laughs> yep. Holy wolf. Holy wolf. May he rain. Long may he rain. Long may he rain. Long may he rain. All right. As um, tieflings, you basically have the the adornment of horns and tails. Um, you have dark vision as well as any other race, but you have hellish resistance, makes making mm-hmm. you resistance to any fire damage. Also, you have a thing called infernal legacy, which is I would say this is why I pick tiefling when I um, do wizard sometimes because they're. Um, as it stands, um, Tiefling have intelligence score plus one for intelligence, and for charisma they have plus two, so they're also really good at bards. Mm-hmm. Um, well, this Infernal Legacy, you have the Thaumaturgy cantrip on the third level. Um, I love that. Mm-hmm. You can cast also Hellish Rebuke as a second level yes. spell once per, once per long rest. And when you reach level five, you can cast darkness for free. Yeah, you say darkness, but make it emo. <laughs> darkness. <laughs> you said she said emo, not dying. Oh, uh, <laughs> let, let me let me change it up. You you wanted the emo, uh, like Batman. <laughs> I was gonna go for you know. Uh, Sasuke kun. <laughs> I was gonna go for uh, my chemical romance emo, but sure, Sasuke kun. That, that work. That works. Darkness. <laughs> okay. Okay. Cut my life into pieces. I can't imagine Sasuke as a, as a thief lady. <laughs> oh well. Like, I'm Sasuke from from Konoha. <laughs> Konoha. Oh gosh. Oh no. Oh gosh. That's really thick. Um, UK accent. Yeah. <laughs> But All in right. fairness, tieflings make good, um, um, what do you call that? Clerics. That's themed yeah, by Boris. Well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and the last time I played a tiefling, that was during that one-shot circus thing. It was really good. The hellish rebuke really saved, saves my ass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Basically, guys, when you do hellish rebuke, you're kind of like swearing at the person, but in, I don't know, I don't know. Maybe Latin or demonic speak. You, how do you guys would actually translate Hellish Brook? Like, on top of the game board as DMs, how would you actually translate that into like game language? How would you describe it? Hellish Rebuke? Yeah. Like, if a player uh... uses Hellish Rebuke, what is the, the, like, your go-to method of doing that? Um, it's basically uh, like snake. Uh, serpent tongue or snake stalk, the mm. same as Harry Potter, I guess. Alright, okay. Mine would be, uh, it's like you get hit by something, and then like you're channeling all this like evil intent into your words, and then something like or something of your past, your past ancestry comes through your voice, and it just echoes and it makes their ears bleed. That's kind of what I envision it. Mm-hmm. Or another way of thinking is that maybe that you stop you you stub your toe on the corner of the table and you started spouting whatever word like 
<laughs> Hello, Sir Buk. It's, it's Tagalog. Good luck. Good luck beeping that out. <laughs> Basically, it's like you stubbing your toe uh-huh. on the corner of the table. Like, really it's hard. A, it's an involuntary verbal mechanism. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, for me it's like that. It's basically when when you're 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 in a state of shock at the same time you wanna you wanna curse at something. It's basically a bleep, and your opponent just knows that it's inflicted on them. That's how I see how it rebuke. Yeah. It's actually one of the most trickiest things to describe as a DM for me. Every time someone would say, I would use Hellish with oh god, how am I going to do I got this? I gotta describe this somehow. I gotta describe yeah. it cool. To be honest, uh, it, it's re- it's better if you let your players describe it for you so that it's one less of your Yes, that's a, a, a DM tip. If your players use something, follow up with the phrase, so how would your character do this? And have them describe it for you. You'll be to be honest, it's going to be funny. Yeah, mm-hmm. yep. Then again, right? We, um, of all the races we have tackled to do, what is the the one race that always would that stands out on a table for you guys? What do you like mean? A, our favorite? Mm. Our favorite? Or... Let's say, let's say, like you can, um, or you like... know how this character will be played once they have chosen the race. You get what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's basically um, uh, a race that you're very comfortable with any class that you can play with. Yeah, right? Like on the spot. Oh, so you mean like a go-to race? Like if you're just yeah. given that race, you can play anything? Yeah, technically you're default. Mm. Yeah, yeah, there we go. Thank you. Um, you start. Me? Well, of yeah, course it's Dovahkiin. But... For me, the most comfortable race for me I can play it as would be... I, I am actually leaning towards High Elves. Oh. oh. Okay, that's a shocker there. Okay. So, yeah, I wasn't I, expecting that from you. <laughs> I know, I know, right? You know, uh, when it comes to like default classes and like, Oh my god, I need to think of a personality. I need to think of something. I need to think of... of and how how is this character gonna speak in like thirty minutes? High elf, British, high maintenance. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 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 Uh, I uh, guess that's mine. My... Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, it usually is Tabaxi, but Tabaxi is not PhD. Yeah. True. So true. I would say it's horse. Human, very classic. Human. Mm, Although mm. recently I've been trying to lean more on people. because yawa. Because, <laughs> because, <laughs> because devil. I will have negative like plus points. <laughs> uh, okay, for me, if it, um, I I would always pick Kenku if given the chance. But we're talking about PHB, so. I guess my go-to would also be elf. If not, um, it would it would just be, you know, the the common human. I, I like I like I like the human traits. Um, I like when um, I get like all rounded stats. Mm-hmm. 
Here's, an, here's another confession for me regarding okay. about that. I have never played a human before in my life. That, yeah. That's true! Oh my I god, I have never played a human oh, before. Now that I look back, it, I just noticed it. Human. You rarely, I never, you rarely I never played a human before because you know why? Because I'm already human. <laughs> okay? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I want to become something else. Don't you want to have some human fantasies to like. Aragorn is a half elf. Yeah. Dang yeah. it. This is not me defending humans, but like, if you think about it, humans are one of the most unlikely things that should go into into adventures, because yeah. you have like ancestry of like dragons, and you just see this local farmer like, hey, I'm just a local farmer like tending to my weeds and wheat, yeah. but you see that Tiamat over there? I killed it. That's just I'm, a really big flex. Yeah. I'm gonna beat it up. I'm gonna beat it up with my hoe. I, I will say also, uh, my 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 go-to race is also human because number one, I don't like, I I remember a lot of things at the same time, and it's very hard for me to keep track of all of the bonuses, and I just remember humans have plus one to everything, so they're really really easy to like pick up and play as it were. Um, but okay, if how about this? another another Solo. class that another race that's not human that I I would uh, choose as my go-to would be uh, the half-orcs because Valhalen I was supposed to ask um, if you had to choose another race something that you are actually interested in doing but haven't had an opportunity to do oh a race that I I wanted to do but I haven't had an opportunity to is dwarves I really want I really want to be a dwarf (laughs) same as a dwarf just speaking about um yeah i would want to be a gnome a gnome oh okay a gnome okay since ganasi isn't phb my gosh i'm not even thinking about phb yeah (laughs) okay if it's not phb i would really want to play a grung if you guys don't know a grung is a frog frog oh yeah i remember that mine mine would be those uh what, what what are those um, golems called again? Oh, Warforge? Warforged. Ooh, that's also a good one, Warforged. Yeah. I shall put pictures up, um, the things that we've discussed, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, non-PHB? Probably on my end. Oh, for PHB? Oh, halflings. Yeah, for yeah, PHB. Yeah, oh, okay. because I wanna be lucky for once, because my god <laughs> in real life is shit. <laughs> I wanna re-roll for free. Live by the gacha, die by the gacha. As, yes. as a guy that's been playing a halfling and has been fucked twice by my dice, I, 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 I have I have so many questions about my dice. <laughs> Maybe it's time to go for dice rehab or change those dice and not have them color green. <laughs> no, 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 you're, no. You're telling me we shall discuss to... that next time on <laughs> other episodes. Mm, the, mm. The, 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 the dice thing. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Uh, um, so we've yeah. covered all of the races and all of the classes mm-hmm. now. Uh, I think it's time that we take a quick sponsorship break. Okay. Yes. All right. Yes. Please sponsor us. We have goals that are um, on on the plan already. Um, if okay. you guys enjoy the content that we make, we would really appreciate if you guys would become Patreons. Mm-hmm. And maybe later on, if we do get enough, we may consider having our campaigns 
Let's go. So that's a goal, guys. You can be some of the few, the great, the proud, who become patrons of the tavern. Yes. Yes. Watch us do shenanigans. Watch us fuck up ourselves. Watch us fuck each other's off. Not in the way that you Not think. Not <laughs> guidance. I'm bleeping that. I'm bleeping that. It'll make it worse <laughs> if you bleep it. Cut that. Cut that out. Cut that out. Lemons, 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 lemons. <laughs> okay. Okay, so... Nobody saw that. The, the, no. cut, the cut will be right here. Sponsor break. Right now. We'll see you in a bit. We're back, we're back. And that's it. That was a good water break. Yes. Mm-hmm. Splash mm-hmm. myself with water. <laughs> mm-hmm. I hope the reminder. I hope the tavern that we're staying at doesn't mind us uh using their <laughs> their amenities here. Take a bath. <laughs> <laughs> You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. It gets harder to break into here every single week. Yeah. So I guess you have a bonus in your luck. Oh, did that? Did that luck trade finally kick in? No. Uh, I said this before. I don't have bonuses in luck picking. I have bonuses in explosives. Well, he did have the mic, <laughs> popping him from having a C4. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Uh, that explains the big wall out there. All uh, this, all this talk about us being chaotic about it. Oh, actually, nice segue. Nice segue. Nice segue. Nice, nice. Being chaotic about us actually brings you to the fact that there are alignment in the in D and D, right? That is correct. Yeah. There is uh, such a thing called alignment, but uh, let me preface this again. This is an outdated term that you can choose not to include in any of your campaigns, but it is uh, a fact of uh, the old, old, old ways, the old ways of D and D. So, just just so that you guys would have knowledge of it, we will be explaining the alignment system to you. But uh, at no point should you ever consider like I have to force my players to be a particular alignment. Don't ever do that. Yes, that's true. Also, adding in that. Uh players don't base your character on alignments really it's better that you get to know your character and just explore them overall the campaign because just like us who change personalities characters can change their personalities as the story mm-hmm. goes on so don't be afraid to just explore and like realize your characters this and that here, here's You're a fun fact always change. here's a fine fa- fun fact uh for my campaign that i'm running Everyone except the inspector, please uh, answer this. What do you think Vale's alignment is? Vale being uh, the inspector's character in my campaign. What do you think his alignment was when he when he first made him? Um, Lawful good. Okay, that's your guess. DM side. Neutral. Neutral, I will let you know that you are both wrong! Mm-hmm. Vale's alignment when he first passed his character sheet to me is neutral evil. Yeah. Oh. Really now? Yes. See how 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 much uh, gameplay can change a character's 
perceived He's not alignment. Even evil in the campaign. <laughs> no, um, I no. It doesn't mean you're evil. It means I have a one one goal in mind. It can mean many things, which will be explained yeah. to you right now. Show this on the screen. Our first alignment that we're going to be talking about is. Ba-bam. Lawful good. Okay, here's the thing. Um, alignment is very hard to describe, but allow me to um, simplify it with bread. Okay. Um, I sense something there, and I will put this up also on the screen. Mm-hmm. So basically, this is how I would see alignments are. Um, if you see in your in 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 our chat um, or up there in the board. Oh, okay. You'll see different breads and how each of um, your alignment deals with it um, <laughs> pertains to how you deal with the bread. Oh, shit. Okay. okay. Um, oh, I can I'll... see myself here and I'm uncomfortable. Same, same. <laughs> I will, I'll explain each one to the best of my abilities. But you guys can help me as well. I, I, I need your help as well. Uh... So, while while the inspector is putting this up on the screen, every time we will change to alignment, um, I will have them uh, put up what we perceive like a character that you all know to be. This basically has this type of personality. Yeah. Okay. okay. That's, that is really good. That is really okay, good. That's okay. Okay. Yes. Lawful good. Basically, you follow the basic rules of. Oh. Uh, um. How about this? How about this first? Okay. Okay. Um, after you say what kind of alignment it is, we try to guess the characters that we know or may be in that alignment. Oh, okay. Any then, character? Any character? Any character, PC Okay, okay. Then the, the, the DM for that campaign will say if that character is under that. Alignment, hmm. if they remember. Oh, that, that, that's okay. a little game for us, but uh, for you guys at home, we will still be, to make it easier to understand, we're still going to be putting up uh, some someone you yeah. all know. I'll, I'll also <laughs> say like um, a character that I think would fit that okay. Um, alignment. Okay, really? Yep, go. Right, okay. What's the first one? Lawful good. Thane Asgard. Thane <laughs> Asgard. From my campaign, yes. Okay. From pop culture, I'm going to say it's Hermione Granger. From pop culture, for me, I would say Superman. I would also say Superman. Really? Superman, yeah. He's a great guy. That's true. Superman or Captain America. Yeah. Steve Rogers is lawful lawful good to a fault. Basically, they would follow the code of what is right, and then they will stick to it. That's good. Yeah. <laughs> that, is, that is what lawful good is to me. Um, should we go to the next? Mm-hmm. Neutral good. Hmm. This one's this one's a more bro- a broader term. Neutral good. Yeah, uh, I will still use uh, a Marvel reference for this. I will say neutral good would be uh, neutral good would be. King T'Challa. Okay. I would say he's neutral good because he is he he he's willing to do good. He's willing to uh, uphold 
his personal ideals, but he's also willing to uh, not be super hung up on the laws. I mean, he is the king. He can create his own laws. So basically, he's not bound by uh, any strict laws that he has to follow. Mm. I'm I'm going for the weeb world. Neutral good for me is Jiraiya from Naruto. Jiraiya. Oh, okay. Okay. Why? How about in DC? Do you think there's any hero that falls under? I would say Martian Manhunter. Martian Manhunter is pretty oh, good. Oh, John. Okay. John. John Jones. John Jones. Um, okay. my, God, my head yeah. registered it as John Valjean, but wrong John. <laughs> John, John Valjean. <laughs> no, John, because, um, John Valjean would be chaotic good, if anything. <laughs> He is trying to do good, but he's not going um, beyond what he can't um, do, basically. He can only um, help people as much as his abilities would let him. Mm. That's what I would perceive as neutral good. Mm-hmm. Let's move on to the next. Okay. Chaotic good. Chaotic uh-huh. good. Uh-huh. Uh, Chaotic from Crit good. Roll. Percy. <laughs> Percy, okay. Percival the Rolo from Crit Roll because Percy. Finish it. Finish the intern name. I don't remember. <laughs> per- Percival. Percival von Musel Kowalski the Rolo the Third. There. So, <laughs> yes, Percy is chaotic good because uh, he. He's he, he's willing to do anything if it if the outcome is something that would either help him or help the people he cares about. Neut- uh, chaotic good people. The end. Yes, chaotic yeah. good people. Uh, that's a trademark of them where uh, it doesn't matter how much evil you do to achieve a good result, but you're willing to do it. Like if it means uh, committing murder to end. A very very oppressive tyranny regime, you would do it in a heartbeat. Uh, one for example from, from, pain, from the Weeb world, Janora. Okay, yeah, actually, yeah, actually, Janora. <laughs> <laughs> right, from the Weeb world, I would say Itachi Uchiha. Itachi, yes, very good example mm-hmm. of chaotic good. Um, for DC, I would say you know Deadpool. Deadpool? 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 I don't think. Like, no. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would, oh, no. I would say... Okay. And DC. DC. Oh, no, no. Deadpool's not DC. DC, yeah. not Marvel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, hmm. <laughs> no, I, I think Batman is under lawful. Eh? Yeah. Okay. He sticks by his own code. Um, hmm. it, um, this is not DC or anything, but it's a cartoon character. I would say Poe from Kung Fu Panda. Oh, okay. Oh. I could actually see that. I could see that. He he messes up a lot, but he's trying to do good. That's the that's the thought that counts, I would say. <laughs> I would say maybe I guess in the recent ones, either Poison or Ivy or Carly Quinn. True. True. Yeah, actually actually fits the bill, yeah. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. That's fair. All right. Um we'll go below. Let's start to the left side again. Lawful neutral. Batman. <laughs> Batman. Hi. Why? Batman. <laughs> he has Someone his, he has his like codes. Someone who's like rogue and fighter in him. 
Yes. <laughs> like I would say neutral. that that is Batman because um, it's not that he, he, he's sticking to any law or code of other people. He's doing what he think is right. And for him. Yeah, for him. Not really for him, but what he think is good for everyone. Um, like he's he's taking everybody's um safer in in consideration to to be ano. Um, to be frank, like. Well, yeah, so... uh, if that's the case that we're playing with lawful neutral, that he's considering everyone's feeling. And uh, making a decision from there, from ganyan. Yeah, basically, he's kind of considering everybody's opinions, yeah. thoughts, feelings on the situation. Then Cap M would actually fall under this not lawful good. Hmm, that mm. is correct. Good, good argument. Good argument. With civil war. Good argument. Oh. Good argument. Yeah, good argument. Uh, but I will Sony, say, in my opinion, went to lawful good slightly on civil war. Kind of true, kind of true. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will say though, in in terms of our campaigns, uh, lawful neutral character that I can think of is Alexander. That oh. that is actually how uh, I played him in the campaign. Alexander is lawful neutral. He used to be he used to be neutral good, and now he's lawful neutral. Oh. For chaotic, for, for chaotic good, I would vote for Vaughn. <laughs> chaotic, chaotic good. good. Mm, yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. I'm trying good. to do good, but it doesn't work that way. Aww, I would Aww. say chaotic good. I would say Shroud, Kinsley. Shroud. True. Yeah, he is trying to do good, but he ends up killing someone. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Jason. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that, 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 that could work. Chaotic good. How about lawful neutral now? Mm. Lawful neutral. We, we, did, we did say lawful neutral. The next one is true neutral. Mm-hmm. Like, to be honest, I'll be, uh, true neutral is really hard to pull off. I believe Naji, uh, Naji, Zero. Yes, that's me. Zero discussed this uh, to me in a car ride before because we were talking about. The different alignment. Mm-hmm. Something about um. I forgot exactly. Uh, when I said true neutral, it's someone who doesn't feel strongly towards one point or another. It's like the the very very middle ground, like the absence of uh. Grace. The absence and the both presence and absence of hatred, the both absence and presence of good. You are there, and at the same time, like you, you can be anything. Basically, you're a blank slate. Oh no, no, zone. Yeah, you're you're like uh, at one point you could you make a decision based off of it's either external things or whatever. It's you're true neutral. You can go either way. Yeah. I would I would Hanzo. I would nominate um, Nobunaga Hanzo. as well. Hanzo. It would nominate every character Judas made. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't think Jorn is that. But I sincerely think Ceres is that okay. right now. Um, yes, actually, I would agree with you. Ceres is yeah. basically true neutral. She just, she's just following orders. Yes, exactly. She adjusts. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, that's 
Mind. Speaking of going to look at it in a Marvel Cinematic Universe type of hero, I think it's Black Widow, but that's that could be me. Could be my opinion. Because she doesn't exactly have a real side, she just adjusts to the situation. I agree. Uh, in DC, say Vision. Vision yeah. is a good oh, example. Vision, Vision, Vision is a good example. Very good for that. He's a good example. He, yeah, he has no. I know. He has no. Say Vision. Yeah. Anything, anything efficient is what he does. If, if it's mm-hmm. efficient, I'm gonna uh, that this would come out. He would do it. Yeah. Not because he has a side. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. Uh, DC. I don't know anyone who could match in DC. Uh, um, I the the closest I could say in DC to true neutral would be Doctor Fate. If you guys are fam- if you guys are familiar with Doctor Fate. Yeah, I, I, uh, yeah, I Dr. Fate is tasked with the ha- he's basically DC's Doctor Strange so he except he's more of an observer he doesn't really do anything to he only he only interferes when it's completely necessary oh what about the watchers okay. the watchers are also a good example of true neutral I mean it's in the name <laughs> yeah they, they watch they're observers only Oh yeah. But then how, about, how about for games? Games. Characters? games. Neutral. How about Final Shepard. Fantasy? Shepard is one. Uh, the protagonist of Persona. Oh, um, the, yes. The the Halo guy in Bayonetta, the one that you sell Halos to. Oh, uh, uh I forgot his name. Uh, ba- Baptiste? Is, no, I forgot. I forgot his name. Shopkeeper. <laughs> we'll get we'll yeah, get that, back to that. That guy's yeah. neutral. Rodin. Rodin. There he is. There is. Every single NPC that you buy from. <laughs> the merchant <laughs> in Resident oh. Evil Four. Oh. That guy's neutral. That guy's neutral. That guy's neutral. <laughs> All right. All right. Moving on. Chaotic neutral. What is chaotic neutral? Uh, I guess someone that like. He's doing that not for you, not for him. He's just doing that because he can. I would say that's that's their idea. I, w- that, I would I would also say. Case, uh, go ahead. Go I, ahead. If that's the case, I, then I would nominate Deadpool here. Yes. Yeah, this yeah. is where I would nominate Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> Chaotic neutral. It just happens. He just does everything on a whim. Yeah. Yes. Uh, from our campaigns, a uh, a good person to fit into this would be Mina. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's Sam's character in my campaign, the Tabaxi, yeah. who does Mina. shit because she can, like starting a civil war, because it would be, you know, it's funny, and it's because she it, she found it interesting at the moment. Yeah. Mm, who else? Quantic neutral. my character, Sila. Yeah, yeah. Sila, Sila is uh, chaotic neutral. Mm-hmm. Probably. Oh wait, another another good example. Uh, going back to true neutral from a campaign. Uh, Mako from uh, Aja's cyberpunk campaign. Oh right. Oh yeah, right. Yeah. Mako. She's a literal cyborg. Yeah, Maybe, <laughs> but she plays. Oh, you play. You, you play her as a really good true neutral, though. Oh, that, I realized that. Mm-hmm. I just took notes from Detroit Become Human, in which I really think 
that true neutral in gameplay, we have Detroit. Yeah. Yes. If if you play it like super super passive, then yes, you can actually go true neutral run. Because Connor started off with a true neutral personality, yes. which can change further on in the storyline. Mm, mm, correct. Alright, hmm. uh, after uh, Chaotic for Neutral... True, uh, for Chaotic Neutral, would, uh, would anyone consider Peter Griffin as from, a Chaotic Neutral kind of guy? From Family yeah. Guy? Yeah. yeah. Yes. You know, he just lives what by his own Simpson? rules. Probably. Probably. Also, um, I would add to Chaotic Good Izumi. Yes, mm. I would agree with that. Chaotic Good. Uh, my character from Aja's campaign... Think? Is I don't um, you're doing good. It's just the world really wants to fuck you over. <laughs> he wants to do good. That that's it's yeah. it's in his nature that he wants to do it's good. It's just, just it comes out. off. It doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, moving next from chaotic neutral, lawful evil. Lawful evil. Um, I would say Thanos. Thanos. Yes. Thanos. Yeah. Well. That's a staple, nah. Stable, yeah, it's a staple. Um, um another yes. one I would say, um, John from Jigsaw. Oh yeah. Mm. Okay. But can you describe a little bit John more Kramer. on what lawful evil is? Basically, they are dominators. Yeah, they have they have a, a code that you must follow, not you must follow his code. Um, they're sticking to their own code, langit. They're not letting other people um, try to change that. Mm. Basically, it's so their own. Their, they have their own goals in mind. Okay. Mm -hmm. I'll give you so an example like from. Dr. Doom? Yes, Doctor Doom is lawful evil. Yep. I would say, uh, example of lawful evil from my campaign is uh, uh, Layla. What? Yes, <laughs> Layla Belladonna is lawful evil. <laughs> Is this like a foreshadowing of something? <laughs> she's For my she's the the leader of a criminal organization. You expect her to be good? <laughs> well, technically, <laughs> no. Okay. She's she's lawful evil, but in in the sense that she has a structure. She has her own. She has her own goals to attend by, and. She has like her her base objective, which is mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. her, her her organization. Like fuck so everything else. Oh, I'd, I'd actually say Evelyn. Oh yes, yes. yes. True, true. <laughs> so I'd like to add to chaotic neutral. Mm -hmm. Rima rude. Oh. Also, oh, I think boy. DJ Mumbai is also in there. <laughs> DJ oh, Mumbai. Oh, oh, <laughs> yes, yes, DJ Mumbai is chaotic neutral. Just, ay, 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 ay. He just likes to fuck with you all. He just likes to fuck with you, yeah. <laughs> Wait, okay. question. Hmm? Um, would you consider Joker lawful evil? No, Joker yeah. is chaotic evil. Chaotic evil, yeah. The, the one in Batman, in, in The Dark Knight, I would say. Yes. We'll ex you, we'll explain chaotic evil. Them? We'll explain chaotic evil in a bit. But lawful evil, uh, a DC villain that would probably fit that is uh, I would say dark side. No, uh, dark dark side. Yes, dark side. Dark side. Oh. Dark side. Deathstroke. Deadshot. I would say. Dead. Everything. I mean, oh, Darth Vader. Potter, I think Darth Vader. Here. 
Darth Vader, yes. Darth Vader, yes. Darth Vader falls here. Do it. Voldemort. Do as it. Well. Voldemort is one, and then any anyone in anime, like in Naruto. There's a lot. There's a lot. Is Orochimaru considered? Tofu? Orochimaru no. in the first one. Orochimaru is not was not uh lawful evil. He's chaotic. Orochimaru so is yeah, it's he's in it for himself. He's either chaotic okay. neutral or 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 I would say yeah, chaotic neutral. That's Orochimaru. He would bend his own principles to achieve his goals. Oh, try backtracking again for chaotic good. I would say from Naruto, Pain also. Pain. Yeah, yeah. he was following his own. Code. He just he wanted to like make a world where. Like there's pain. no, there's no war. That's the, that's the, his end goal. Was he didn't want any war in the world because he saw the terrors of it. So he was yeah. going to make peace whether you liked it or not. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. How about Madara? Chaotic. <laughs> Chaotic neutral. Chaotic. Yeah. So Kaguya, I guess she has her own principles. I guess. She would fall under lawful evil yeah. for me. Kaguya yeah. would be lawful yeah. evil. She had her own principles, she had her own ways. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And you will follow it whether you like it or not. That's her ninja way. Mm -hmm. Um, Lawful Evil is Aizen from Bleach. Oh, yeah, yeah. That That's definitely mm -hmm. Aizen. Uh, okay. We're doing villains. Move <laughs> should, we, should we move on? Neutral Evil. Yes, yes. Neutral Evil. Just... How would you describe Neutral Evil? Um... I would say like they don't have that much principle uh, that they they stick to too much. They're basically villains, but a bit more open to new stuff. Um, I would consider the the bad guy from Star vs. the Force of Evil. Oh yeah. Mm. It's basically a villain that uh, a villain that doesn't do too much um, damage or. Um, Forces force his or her idea too much on everyone. If you're like his minions, like yeah, you can be like that. Another one I would consider Doofenshmirtz. Yeah, Doofenshmirtz. Yes, it was also Doofenshmirtz. Oh, oh, then Isma is under that then. Isma, yes, Isma is also that one. Mm. So basically, Disney villains. Well, Dis the recent ones. Disney villains. Oh. Under neutral. Um, I think Kimaru under this. Neutral evil. Yeah, he's. Yeah. He's willing to bend his, I know. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah. Could be. I would actually, say, I, I would actually go with Kabuto as well. <laughs> Kabuto would be, would be. I would agree with that. How about in Marvel? Any of the heroes that fall under those? Not heroes, probably villains. Uh, yeah, that fall under neutral evil. Um, Marvel villains that fall under I, Loki? What about Loki? No, oh, no, no, Loki is his own enigma. Loki, Loki would be chaotic, chaotic neutral. Yeah, it's chaotic neutral. Neutral? I would yes. say evil. Uh, oh? no, I wouldn't say Loki is uh inherently evil. Okay. I would say that... yeah, Lo okay. Loki, Loki goes both ways. Oh, okay. okay. Technically chaotic, chaos in, it, in itself. Yeah, he's chaos in <laughs> in itself. So chaotic oh, neutral. In the middle, true neutral, chaotic neutral, just true chaos. Chaos. If if there was a if there was a alignment that's just chaos, that would be Loki. Yes. Uh, who's uh forgot her name? Thor sister. Hella. Hella would fall under lawful evil. Yes, Hella would fall under lawful yes. evil. Yes. 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 Neutral evil. How about uh, their mama? 
Dormammu is uh, I would also I would, say... I would also classify Dormammu as just a uh, pure chaos. Like Dormammu is mm. an entity. He's a he's a like a force he's technically of technically a god, right? Yeah, he's technically yeah. a god. Oh, but let's start. Oh, we never mentioned any of the Iron Man villains, so. Um, Iron oh, Man like, villains. Oh my gosh. That Obadiah. Obadiah. Um, I would say Obadiah is neutral evil. Yeah, that's a good explanation. Neutral evil. And he's willing to he's willing to befriend um, Tony Stark to get the tech. Mm. True, that's true. How about Hammer? <laughs> hmm? Hammer Industry. Hammer Industry. Oh, Hammer Industry. I, I would say he is... Um... Under failure. <laughs> wow. Okay. Oh, okay. No, 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 no. It's a joke. Uh... I, I would say Hammer Industries would just fall under maybe lawful... I know. Lawful neutral. Because mm. they're they're yeah. trying to abide by the code. It's just that it's not all the time. Okay. Like they're okay. trying to follow the Iron Man thing, but they're not doing it as well as Iron Man. That reminds me. That means the Winter Soldier, not Bucky. Winter Soldier, Winter Soldier. Is yes. He's just following yes. orders. He's following. Yeah. Winter okay. Soldier is true neutral. Mm. Uh, Red Skull. Red Skull is lawful evil. Yeah, we can consider Red Skull as lawful. But I think oh, Red from backtracking. Red Skull, I would say, I know, true neutral in a way. Well, in, in the in the recent one when he became like the he enlightened Soulstone man. Yeah. Well, for back then, at the first. Back then, he was lawful evil. Yeah. Lawful so evil. But uh, in the more recent Falcon and Winter Soldier one, uh, Zemo. Uh, Zemo. Zemo would Zemo is chaotic good. Zemo is chaotic good. In a, could also be, in a sense, it could be neutral evil, but his his main goal is that nobody should have superpowers because superpowers corrupt people. Yeah, that's his anokide. That I could see that as uh, because if you think about it, like if you live as a normal human in a world with superheroes, you're living in constant fear that there's going to be <laughs> you're gonna get caught up in the the crossfire. There's gonna be buildings. There's gonna be like aliens attacking and don't know why, like that that is that is scary in a in a way. But Zemo's philosophy is that the you, you we shouldn't rely on superheroes to save us. Yeah. Suddenly remember and, the boys. Yeah. And remember <laughs> Zemo didn't fight the Avenger the Avengers head on. They no. made them fight each other. Yeah. <laughs> he was crafty. He was smart. He was very smart. Zemo was a good. Oh, how about I don't know, Mysterio. Where would you add Mysterio? Oh Mysterio. Oh, no, no, not not Ray oh, Mysterio. <laughs> the the After Effects guy, the oh, fishbowl head, fishbowl head, Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I, I, I think he would rather fall in chaotic evil, but we'll see. We'll see. I could change my mind. He's ve- he's very selfish for me. Like he's he's in it for himself. So I would say he I would say he's neutral evil. Okay. Okay. How about let's finish chaotic evil and then we okay. classify right. other villains. Chaotic evil is the someone. Joker. Yeah. Someone who does evil just for the sake of doing it, yeah. because, you know, they're, it's there, like, they can, and they want to watch the world burn. Yeah, Joker the Anarchist. Yeah. Joker. Heath Ledger's Joker, Joker is definitely yeah, there. Heath Ledger's Joker, yes. 
about the recent Joker? Joaquin Phoenix Joker, no. Joaquin Phoenix Joker was, uh, he's just a victim of society. I would say uh, Joaquin Phoenix Joker is lawful neutral. I would say he's chaotic neutral, more like. Chaotic neutral for chaotic me as well. Neutral, okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about, let's say, let's put it in The Boys. Homelander? No. Where would Homelander fall? Homelander in Lawful Evil. <laughs> Yeah, lawful he would evil. be lawful evil. He would protect his name. Yeah, his mm-hmm. selfish his like image. That. I still remembered. Um, Do you have? Here's a question. Oh yeah, the bo- the boss in the comics is. Uh, he's chaotic evil, or he could be too neutral. He just don't. He just doesn't care. Yeah, he could. He, I would actually classify him as neutral evil because he does evil things, but doesn't give a shit either way. But here's a question: In your campaigns, do you have a player or an NPC? Not big bad evil guy. That is chaotic mm. evil. I do. Um, in my most recent one, he is no, not not. It's not a he. It's an it. It. Um, I finally got to use this creature. It's an elder Ublex. Okay. Um, he started by um, consuming one member of uh, a village until it started chaos. And then he moves to a city and does the same until he conquered a nation. And after that, he just jumps into different um, places until that whole place burns to the ground. Hmm, okay. Well, I do have in my campaign, but it's a spoiler. Okay, so For we will... all three of you. So we'll, we, will, we will pass on oh, no, that. No, no, no. We, will, we will reach that. Sai, how about you? I have one uh, NPC in my campaign that was actually inherently... Chaotic evil and you and the, you guys defeated her. Hmm? Mm-hmm. Oh. It was the it was a legendary night where you have to be two. Oh. It was Elizabeth Battery. Oh. oh no. War flashbacks on a certain person. In <clears throat> in my campaign, <laughs> only one of you has met this person and it's part of uh one of yours back backstory. <laughs> Oh. oh my god, no, don't tell me it's that guy. No, Vale would know. Vale would know. What? Yeah. He already made an appearance. In he the did make an appearance in the episodes. in the first two sessions. Uh the guy who Vale the one who Vale is looking for, the one whose fate is entangled with his, is the very essence of chaotic evil. I will fucking rip his face off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, you know here, here's, an, here's a nifty fun, uh, fun fact fun? for you guys. My first ever character as a guy, did you know that we started, I started him off as Chaotic Evil? Really? Really? Yep. Mm-hmm. But then he ended up becoming... Lawful Good. Lawful Good. Oh shit, that's like completely on the different side of the spectrum. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that that's way <laughs> at the other side. Yeah, that's 0 to 100. Well... To add on that, Keiko was supposed to start off as a very lawful but goody two-shoes kind of character. Oh, I, I disagree with that. When you started off Keiko, she was not lawful good. Oh, she was, I actually planned You her planned her to be lawful good, good, but when you first started off with your backstory, it's Keiko's backstory. <laughs> Ke- Keiko is no, like... Actually, yeah, go. Uh, for me, Keiko, like, her, when you first... Con- created her as a concept and implemented her she was neutral evil let's not kid ourselves oh to be honest she's 
swinging in between lawful evil and chaotic evil at this point in the story. At this point? Like, yeah. given even all the character development? Yeah, she still has to make that one. Vale is starting to swing around the 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 good part. Because <laughs> I am watching over Thane in a way. And also I'm watching over Ceres, training them. Yeah, but you're blind. But, but you're blind. <laughs> oh, oh. Uh, oh my god, I walked into that one. Yeah. How can you watch over these people? <laughs> oh, but I, I would say, uh, to clarify... Keiko in our campaign I would personally say that she is in lawful evil chaotic neutral in between that mm. I would say she's in between that so sure she's still not ready to really watch the entire there will be there will be a point don't worry about that there will be a point where you will have to make the choice it's up to you oh speaking of choices what is the hardest alignment for you guys to deal with lawful good lawful good true neutral true neutral to true be neutral. Honest. True mm-hmm. neutral because uh doing mako i really have to like systematically control my emotions mm-hmm. as a player yeah since i like to really act out my character mhm the thing is, being true neutral, you're you're technically the flattest character, uh-huh. that most static character that you'll ever meet. It's really hard. Mm. For me, it, it's gotta be lawful good, because even if I say I stick to this, one small moral question happens, and I tend to break. Just me get, as a player, you just me get as a player, me as a character. Three hundred gold for food, and then you decide to rob someone. <laughs> yes, exactly. <I> Did you know <laughs> that I, the hardest thing, the hardest alignment I would have to RP is actually the exact opposite of that. Chaotic evil. I have so I have I really have a hard time voting someone who's inherently evil. Hmm. Inherently good. I'm not saying that, you know. But <laughs> to ruffle my hair. Not, not, yeah, not, not to ruffle some feathers or something, but you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What about when it comes okay. to moral ambiguity, uh, in like decisions in campaigns, I always take the hero route. I don't know why. I always find a hard time choosing the villain route, the villain side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I, I, I always default into the Dutera agonist or anti-hero kind of. Um, I, I like going down the evil route. Personality. I have uh, differences. I have I either go for either chaotic good or uh, in the chaotic neutral spectrum. I don't dip towards the evil ones. <laughs> I I but find honest, dipping guys, evil easier to be honest for me. Okay, that's. But yeah. to be honest, guys, I think that these that uh, type of nitpicking on character personalities is better explained in our role-playing episode, which is, I think, episode 3? It's coming yes. up. Yes. It's coming up. It's coming, coming up, up soon. Yes. We'll be explaining that in depth. But here, you guys have an overview of all of the different alignments, so you can kind mm-hmm. of, you can kind of um, decide for yourselves on who fits where, now that you have the knowledge. 
Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I guess that is good enough of a discussion for alignments. Mm -hmm. We'll now go to the expansion characters. <laughs> Are you guys ready for this? Okay. We're going to be discussing homebrewed characters. Basically, characters we've made using the homebrew system. Or, what is this? What? Hello? Yes, yes. What? What? We're waiting. Homebrewed characters. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thought you were going to add something else to that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm waiting. I was actually guys. waiting for it. <laughs> I, 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 we're, we're waiting I for. Was a, I was actually waiting for the. Oh. We're we're oh, giving really? we're giving the the time needed for the gravitas to kick in. Any time now, Jack. Yeah, I'm like I'm like we're we're pausing for effect. <laughs> what effect are you looking for? I thought you were gonna say something like, oh, by the way, we're gonna be having a separate uh new show that's coming out. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, come on, man! Come on! Homebrew! Come on! <laughs> okay, okay. Listen, listen to me. Listen to my voice. That show, I am a co host. The host is right here next to me. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't find the right time. Okay, okay. To where I could. Okay, I would let's, do thing to the, let's do a thing I to was, that. I was actually waiting for you. I'm like, I said not Panisa. Okay. I'm, I'm away. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, I could okay, uh, this in the editing. We're 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 keeping this. We're keeping this. Oh anyway, continue with your announcement and plug of the show. Alright, so guys, as uh, DM Specknay said, we're running. I'll be will be both of us will be hosting our own separate show here at Tavern. If you guys are interested in home brewing, slash slash, making your own shit in D&D, playing that thing you made into D&D, then you better tune in on Brew Masters every Monday. Brew Masters Monday is coming. Yep. Hashtag Masters Monday. Yay. All right. Yay. Clap, clap, clap. Shit of your own. I gotta think about what I say. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's okay, uh, yeah. It's if you, okay. you get used to it. Yes. If One like, step at a time. <laughs> if you have your own D and D ideas that you wanna like um, make into your own setting for your own games, hang out with us in Brewmasters. We'll mm -hmm. guide you through it. We'll put you. We'll in the guide box. you through it, and maybe we'll make our own classes of our own on the brewing list. Hey. Hey. Let's All go. Right. Alright, so, so explain homebrewed characters to us. Alright, so guys, when I ask you about homebrewing, what is the first thing that comes to your mind? You have three seconds to answer. Go, DM Sarah. Beer. DM Zero. Uh, making up shit that's not in the book. Mm hmm. The, uh, DM Spec. Overpowered. <laughs> Yes. Probably the only one thinking about beer when I think of homebrew. <laughs> yep. Someone's thirsty. <laughs> drink, drink your 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 strawberry milkshake. Mm-hmm. I made I made it special. Come on. So technically, homebrewing is what we call custom classes, customizing, making shit up in D and D. Even though the whole thing in D and D is already made up. Yeah. yeah. We do something made up. Within that made-up world, 
Inse- so we're expanding it. Inception. Tornado. <laughs> so. But this is where um DND becomes a sandbox of its own, making yes. unlimited imagination for players. Mm-hmm. Uh, so let me ask you guys. Mm-hmm. How how do you what is your stand in homebrewing? Uh, I would say, I would say, if it fits into the world, and you can work together in a way that makes what the player's uh, vision is doable, mm-hmm. and it coincides with your vision of the world, I would mm-hmm. say, then y- yes, it would be allowed. Yeah, of mm-hmm. course. Personally, on my end, uh, homebrewing is like... Delicate mixology, mm-hmm. wherein a small tweak can really overpower or underpower the balance of the entire character's flavor. Yes. Yes. Okay. For me, homebrewing is, I would say, one of the best selling points for DD. Because mm-hmm. I started my campaign on a homebrew. As difficult and as bullshit as that sounds, over <laughs> mm. a first-time DM. Um, but um, to be honest, it made the game more fun. Learning the game that way, being exposed to the PHB, it took me a year to finally understand what modifiers were. <laughs> a year. What? A year. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. Because most of the time when we were playing. When we roll our dice, the things that we add, we don't know what to add, to be honest. We don't look at the scales. We just look at the plus whatever that was. Yeah. Um, we used to, we, back yeah. then, we used to play on phones. So that yeah, was we automated. used to play on phones. We never played using paper yet. Mm. So we were, all, we were all... Um, we were all using automated devices mm-hmm. until a year after that campaign. Yeah, <laughs> I, had, I had the guts to read. Listen, me as a DM, I don't read. I don't read anything. I, I that's a confession. I am yes, handbook. I only read it sparingly. Mm. But it's funny um, because um, you're the complete opposite of me and DM Zero here. Zero started me off with literal pen and paper. Yeah, I I refuse to let her play D and D using the, the the thing. I'm like, if, if you if you want to learn this, you're going to have to learn it. The, the the old way with pen and paper and then afterwards it, it's kind of like you know when they say uh, you start you start when you start riding a bike then you can work your way up yeah uh, and he had to watch it, me manually calculate with my fingers yep. uh, we've all be been honest, there we've I, been there if I could have done us with pen and paper before I would have but I really had no knowledge. Because on my first time playing as a player for my DM, they just gave me a pre-made sheet. And then I had to play with that. But I didn't know how to write it off, do that, do this. I learned that... Pre-made character already? Yeah. Pre- uh, Vel is a pre-made character. Mm. I just gave them I just gave them my name of the character. And they told me I'm a rogue. So they put the stats in like this and that. I never actually learned how to write all of that. That's why... Um, I opted for the Squire thing, and then I learned from there mm. after a year. 
that's when when I realized how the modifier works, I felt like a genius, to be honest. <laughs> like when when I said like twelve is plus one, fourteen is plus two. Oh, so even each even number is a plus. Mm. And like see me in my desk, just like man, I'm such a genius. I would have never <laughs> the num the numbers, Mason. What do they mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. Like even the AC, I did not know what AC meant. I I thought like AC, like oh yeah, that's armor calculator AC. <laughs> like, like no armor class, like that stuff, like that. But yeah, homebrewing um at least gave me a view on how hard it is to actually balance out each class and work your way through each session, um, slowly balancing the class to fit your campaign. Mm. Yeah. At least that's what I learned because like they were all they were all such a raid parties to be honest they had a flying carpet that had had both a gunslinger and a ranger on top it I had wasn't to... the carpet it was a mattress oh, yeah, it was a mattress <laughs> but it was Mandawi foam mattress Mandawi. <laughs> we called that mattress Mandawi oh, no. so, so the flying carpet is actually a mattress it was, yeah. it was a magical foam? mattress yep it's a literal... oh, no really? Oh, it's no. magical. It's it's memory foam. Yeah. Memory foam magic carpet. Oh, yeah. magic mattress. I want one. Oh, yeah. oh, I want God. one. Keiko wants one. I will commission DJ Mumbai. Oh God. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, yes. Oh, yeah. Home brewing is a very pushing very pushing the limits. Yes, it's a very good good tool to practice being a uh, being a DM, but also don't be afraid. To, if you cannot handle it, be upfront with your player that I yeah. cannot handle this. Otherwise, you're gonna be undue stress. Yeah, yes. I I also told them upfront uh, about campaign two about that 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 all of that was really too much for me, and they were very understanding about that, which really is also really fulfilling as a DM that like I can talk to them honestly about these stuff. Yes, mm-hmm. like I said, I... we we were the lucky ones. Mm. Yes. Which is why in, in uh, the DM Spectre's campaign too, we're all PHB now. Yeah. Well, in a way, some of us are actually trying really out this homebrew classes. Well, it, it's still his PHB. In a way, it's his PHB. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which PHB. I would like to add that if your DM is making his own compendium, Players that take up the classes or maybe your pieces, it's a perfect way to find out how you can improve and balance mm-hmm. the, mm-hmm. the, the compendium. It's, it ends up looking like teamwork. Yes. Yeah. Yep. So it's always nice to have more than one DM in your part in your group as well. So that they so can yeah. help. One out. of them doesn't burn out, to be honest. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Alright. Uh and uh let me give you another fun fact here. Uh I, I, I at first when I started my campaign I said I would not allow homebrew like homebrew stuff but mm-hmm. because you know some players really really wanted certain things or stuff we ended up with a compromise that I said you can pick a homebrew race but you can you you have to pick a PHB class with some exceptions mm-hmm. with some exceptions <laughs> uh, but the <laughs> entire is actually yes Keiko was actually the one who started me saying okay to homebrew races because the entire Japanese-themed city of Suigetsu was built because DM Seraphix wanted to play a kitsune. Yeah. 
That was the whole entire reason. I built an entire race, an entire political structure, an entire land because a player wanted to play a Kitsune. At first I was like, maybe it's gonna be working out. And then the inspector came in and he's like, I wanna play a samurai Kenko. I'm like, okay, I am making it a real city now. I I, I we 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 kinda like mind meld me and um DM Seraphix with the Japanese. Yeah and then one brain cell deep And then uh our other friend uh Bea was like Oh, I want to make my uh, backstory around uh, with DM Seraphix's backstory. I, I want to be her retainer, her bodyguard. That's also has geisha-inspired thing. I'm like, oh! <laughs> At first, it was just going to be like a, a, a one city. But no, now thanks to you three, I have political structure. I have economy. I have... I built all this shit. Intensifies. Yes! <laughs> and the sandbox yeah. enlarges. Uh, oh, my end, it's more on homebrewing uh, skills oh, and yeah. how magic works. Mm-hmm. Basically, the world I homebrewed the entire world. You homebrewed, uh, you homebrewed my character, gu- my character Jack's gun. Yes. yes. Yeah. But you're still broke because of it. it that that is true. I I have this ongoing trend where I'm broke in most campaigns. What the hell is this? Mine. Oh my god. What do you mean in your campaign, Sai? Alexander, it works for free. He's broke. Alexander. Oh. Alexander is broke. I'm not supposed to tell you that yet. Wait, I have I have medical insurance. No, you don't. You're broke. God damn it. I'm only in Aji's campaign. Yeah. Yeah. But like in in like Seraphix's campaign, I'm a priest, so you know I get I get the arms from the poor. In DM size XL, I'm an owner of a bathhouse, not a brothel, a bathhouse. Okay. It's a yeah. bath brothel. In... I really like that we're dipping in homebrewing, and at the same time, we're learning how to balance it out depending on the yeah. situation that we give each other, which is really nice. Mm. Yeah, well, and here's me homebrewing every creature I give to you guys. <laughs> Every damn campaign, because I need to compensate. Homebrewing <laughs> really good. To be honest, yeah. yeah, I guess the 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 best encounter that I've had in a homebrew campaign would be the bayonetta inspired class from Science oh. Technology campaign. Mm. As a person who hasn't played bayonetta, the skills are just just skills. Well, I had some help with that from a. Bayonetta Junkie. <coughs> I'm still waiting for it to be released in, <laughs> I don't know, um, other websites out there where you can sell your homebrew. Yes, guys, you can sell your homebrew class. Mm-hmm. I hope uh, it's a really good opportunity for writers who yeah. like to make uh, classes and then wants to make a little bit of passive income. Yes, you can sell your homebrew character, uh, classes and races in uh, Oh, I just had an idea. Uh, guys, if you're watching this, uh, when Brewmasters comes out, please do send your homebrew, homebrewed items, homebrewed characters to oh, DM Size and DM mm-hmm. Spectre over here. And maybe yeah. they can uh, take a look at it wow. on uh, on stream and everything. On yeah, and oh, yeah. they could probably, they could probably uh, like, t- talk about it. So be, feel free yeah. to send them some stuff. 
would or if you want something home brewed, send us send us those things you want. Yes, we can or make it work. Maybe we can have a live stream where you just homebrew something on live. With yep, water. that's the, that's the game plan. That would be fun. That's the game plan. Yes, yes. But yeah, I'll provide the email for brewmasters. Yep, we will. In the section below. Yeah. You can also and put it, it. You can also put it in the hashtag Brewmasters on our or Masters Monday or hashtag nice. Masters Monday on our uh, Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well. uh, our last topic for the night, guys. Okay, our last topic of the night is character sheets. Okay, I know, I know how you, I know how you're all thinking. Oh my God, it's so big. There's so many stuff to put in. Okay, let me ease you in, children. Um, I I'll zoom in on a picture here on on the on the board. Um, I shall explain to you what each of these things does. It might take a while, but we'll get through this um, slowly. I shall um, discuss each and every one. Okay. Okay. First, we have character name. Um, I don't need to show it to you guys, right? Uh, no, we, we, we can. Okay. We can. Yeah. We're, we're, um, we're fine. We're fine. Okay. We're fine. The, the, the people are more important. We, ha- we have this 75-inch plasma screen TV for a reason. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. First, we have the name. Um, that's where you're going to put your character's name. Um, next to that is your class and level. So, let's say you're a paladin. And then you're level 8. So, you just put paladin level 8. That's it. Background... We didn't discuss background, right? No, we have not. Okay. So for background, there are certain like you can you can say that this is also part of your backstory. Background gives your character a more flavor to be added. They give you a little bit of hint to what your character was before. And it also gives you a few additional features for him or her to add to your repertoire as a, as a character or class next race we've discussed that um you could be either a tiefling elf rogue uh tiefling elf dwarf gnome all of that stuff mm-hmm. alignment as we've discussed you don't really need to stick to this you can put this blank but if you do have a character that wants to play a certain type of way then yeah you can put it here experience point um this would fall under your dm's um discretion i would assume if you're going to be playing for XP or Milestone, as most of us in the tavern have opted for Milestone type of um, experience, right guys? Yes. Yep. Uh, a quick a quick explanation of Milestone leveling versus Experience Point <laughs> leveling. Experience Point leveling is, uh, in, in the game there are monsters that you fight, and each monster has a corresponding EXP value. Now, in traditional D&D, uh, once you defeat a monster, that experience experience points are are given out either uh, distributed amongst the players or given to each player uh, together, depending on whatever your DM wants. But once you reach the, the the required number of experience points to level up, that's when your character levels up. But for milestone type leveling, uh, that's when something in the campaign happens, either a big moment or uh, your party just finished major a chapter. a major chapter. That's when you decide to tell everyone, okay, 
it's okay to level up and I would I would recommend this type of leveling for those of you who are just getting into DMing so that you don't have to worry about an extra set of numbers. Mm -hmm. Oh, and uh, just to be able to help people visualize the um, experience level, think of it as a video game where every monster that you defeat, you have XP. And you acquire, uh, you gather as much as XP from the many monsters that you kill in the game so that you could level up your character. Mm -hmm. <laughs> in a nutshell, yes. Yep, yep. Okay, um, let's move forward. Mm hmm. Okay, you will see now six square or whatever the six um, blank spaces are with strength, dexterity, constitution, intelligence, wisdom, and charisma on your character sheet. Um, each of this is your ability score. Mm -hmm. um, ability score are your six basic skills. Um, these factor how well your character is able to accomplish certain tasks. Um, for strength, it determines how strong you are in doing feats of strength. Need to be um, able to wield such weapons, such as great swords, stuff like that. It, it pertains to your skills, which we'll be discussing in a bit. But I want to get down to the six basic skills, uh, ability scores per, um, that you'll have. Next is dexterity. It talks about how nimble or agile your character is. It um, pertains to how easily you can dodge incoming attacks, how you react to certain circumstances. Also, your initiative, which is your speed in combat, is also determined by dexterity. So, rogues, ranger, they move faster, so they would have better um, placement in combat. Any of you want to add to this? Uh, dexterity also plays a little part in your armor class. Mm, oh yeah, yeah, forgot to mention that. Yes. Mm. Mm -hmm. Also, um, all of this um sheets that I made, like um basic guide to character sheet, um when we put the channel up, I will put this as a free um download or guide for you guys that wants to get into DMD. Freebie. A little bit of freebie. freebie guys. Um, next we'll be discussing constitution. This refers to how well you hold up to certain circumstances, like how long can you last on a drinking game, how well you can hold your breath underwater, um, how much you can tough out um, blows from each, from a certain type of enemy, stuff like that. It basically... So how long it will take you to die? <laughs> yeah. It basically um, measures your vigor. Uh, also important to note, your constitution bonus also means extra hit points for your character. Yes, yes. Um, intelligence. Um, this is the ability to recall something that has happened or how... Memo or memorize something. Memorize something. Mm -hmm. um, it also pertains to may maybe languages you've read, some parts of spell, also determines by um, intelligence. If you're a non-magical type of class, your most default... Um, Ability modifier for spells is intelligence. Um, anybody want to add? Hey, it, here's a here's a little fun fact that I don't know if you guys know, but a long time ago, uh, I used to know someone who, uh, when they ran uh, a D and D game, your intelligence modifier corresponded to uh, how many months back you can remember certain pieces of info. Oh, 
Yeah, so if you had like a plus five modifier, you could remember things five months back. Like, damn. Yeah, if, but that, if you had only like a minus one modifier, you would be like, you could only remember things on this month. <laughs> it never it never goes bin below a, a month, but that's yeah. A, that's a really good, that's a really good. Wait, what's... Wait, that reminds me, what is Born's intelligence in the campaign? I'm pretty sure it's, uh, like, minus one. <laughs> oh. I, I know, I know Balinor is like minus, minus one? Minus two? But no, no additions. Oh, it's zero. Oh, yeah. One brain cell squad. Yep. One brain Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, moving forward, we have Wisdom. Now, this reflects on how you understand certain people or animals, their, um, how do, how would I say this? Empathy. No, not really. Like, their gestures. Street smart. Street smart. Yeah. yeah, street smart. Also, like, it determines how well you can spot, uh, like, um, a gesture that would indicate lying or stuff like that. Mm. That would fall under wisdom. Okay, the last one is charisma. It basically tells how well you're able to talk through creatures. Socialization. Yes. Social skills. How well you can bullshit your way through things. Or just exact. Just the raw raw amount of star power that your character has. A skill that all DMs need to master. <laughs> <laughs> oh. True. I kind of want to add in on intelligence versus wisdom because there are some people that sometimes get it, uh, get it mixed up. Always remember <laughs> that intelligence will correspond to book smarts, something that you read, while wisdom is, of course, street smart. So how you can survive through the streets, how you can memorize your way around the city, things like that. There, There is a... a, a, a like a small little test that you can tell people about this it's it's called the tomato test like strength is how uh how far you can throw a tomato dexterity is how how good you can dodge a tomato being thrown at you how well can you cut that tomato yeah uh uh wisdom is uh wait uh constitution is how well you can eat a rotten tomato how fine you'll be (laughs) Uh, intelligence is knowing that a tomato is a fruit. And wisdom okay. is knowing not to put a tomato in a fruit salad. <laughs> and, what about charisma? and charisma is what? Chari- what? charisma is how well you're able to sell someone on the whole idea of eating a fruit salad made with tomato. Oh. That's <laughs> actually really good. It's really good. good. Mm-hmm. So on that note, uh, can we tell them which classes have benefit on certain stuff? Okay, hmm. um, okay. let's go first on oh, the top, Barbarian. Or, or martial classes in general. Yeah, martial classes in general, like classes that doesn't have any magical properties. Um, your go-to would have to be always, not really always, but like, um, it's ideally. Like, generally, yeah, generally. It would be always strength or dexterity, depending on which martial class are you. Or constitution, if they want to be a little bit tank. Mm-hmm. If you're a monk or a barbarian, um, if you want to invest more of your tankiness, I would say constitution is the the stat for you. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about magic classes? If you're a magic class, uh, I... well, that depends on the class you're gonna take. 
For mm-hmm. example, okay. my, uh, my favorite one, Cursor, for the searcher, your main that is Charisma. Yeah, that goes you're... that goes for Sorcerers, Warlocks, and Paladins. Yep. Yes. Because, you know, it's all about your star power. Star power. <laughs> and being how well you're able to bullshit your, your Eldritch Deity. Yep. Or a Cleric, uh, or a Druid. With is the yeah uh, the stat for you. Yeah. If you're a wizard, you have intelligence. No, it's strength. Joke lang. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and a bard is. Bard is also yeah. charisma. So uh, only clerics and druids use wisdom as their primary spellcasting modifier. Yes. Mm-hmm. And wizards with their intelligence. Okay. And, so, and for the other classes, for uh, let's say rogue. Yeah, rogue dexterity. Dexterity, yes. Text mm-hmm. and for ranger, it depends on what kind of ranger you're trying to build. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's true. That's very much true. For, for monk, it also depends if you want to go for the strength route or the dexterity route. Yeah. For for the ranger, it's either the wisdom route or the dex route. If you're a fighter, any of this would help you out. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You're, mm-hmm. you're that versatile. Okay, so now that you have all of these six um, ability scores with you, what do you put in them? Well, to determine that, you can either opt for um, standard array, that is 15, 14, 13, 12, 10, 8. You basically um, put all of those six digits on each of the given um, ability scores before you um, to at least give you how your playstyle is going to be. But you can also add whatever racial bonuses you get as um, the pick the race that you pick. The other method is um, dice. I forgot what do you call that dice method. Uh, you have four d6s mm-hmm. and you roll them all simultaneously and you uh, remove the lowest. Remove the lowest one. So what if they roll four ones? Do you re-roll all they those? They can re-roll. They can okay. absolutely re-roll. Uh, well, for me that depends on the player. You have to have four ones. <laughs> that actually yeah. depends on the player. Also, um, if you look at the stats, like ability score, you will see there's a tiny bit of space below. That is the ability score table which I will post right now what they represent for each number of stats that you have. Basically, 20 is a plus 5, 18 to 19 plus 4, 16 17 plus 3, 14 to 15 is plus 2, 12 to 13 is plus 1, 10 to 11 is plus 0. And below that, it goes incrementally minus 1 for each odd number. Okay... That should be done with ability scores. Mm-hmm. We are almost finished. Okay. Bear with us. Bear with us. It's, um, it's mostly technical. Yeah. Once you get through the character sheet, it's smooth sailing from there. I assure you. Okay. Now you'll see what's in uh, an armor class here that determines how well you can dodge or take on damage. Basically, if a creature, for example, a goblin, has to attack you, a rogue, with an armor class of 13, 
they would roll a dice if they roll 13 or lower at uh, 12 or lower it doesn't hit you but if it rolls equal or higher than your armor class it hits um how about how do how how uh, let me ask you guys how would you explain proficiency bonus Proficiency bonus that you're actually good at. Uh, it's actually improvement for me. Yeah, I, I would say it's the uh, experiences you've had mm -hmm. being added onto your skill. That yeah. You're good at in a way that your character is good at. Okay, so yeah, um, each of class that you pick also have proficiency bonuses. Basically, um, the more you level up, your proficiency bonus increases. And the skills you have bonuses um, gets added with this proficiency bonus. Um, is that clear? Um, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, next, I'll go to the hit dice. Basically, each um, class has their own hit dice. Barbarian being the highest one with a 1d12. With wizard um, with the lowest one to a measly 1d6. Basically, each time you level up or when you take a short rest... You can roll each of this hit dice to recover health or to increase your max health when you level up. Hmm, what else is there? Death saves. This should be fun. Oh boy. <laughs> okay, whenever your um, character falls into 0 HP, they become unconscious. After that, you roll a, one, a d20 on your turn. A 10 or a higher gives you a, su a success and your character is stabilized. Am I correct? Yep. yep. 10 at 9 or below, you gain a fail. Three failures means your character dies. You're dead. PC death. Hmm? PC death. Oh, however. And I really think, in terms of PC death, uh, you can still get your character back if your party has spells like True Resurrection and such. Yes, yes. Mm. Uh, on the rare occasion that you roll an at 20 on your death save you instantly go back up with 1 HP you're no, you don't need to be stabilized or anything, you spring back up with 1 HP mm -hmm. however, if you roll a natural 1 that is considered 2 failures mm. which means you're 1 shy away from death and isn't that fun? <laughs> it's the most stressful part of any D&D game, when someone goes unconscious Honest, not no one, even the DM, doesn't want anyone yeah, to die. Yeah, to be honest, yeah, even if you're a DM, yeah. nobody wants death. Even your DM doesn't want, doesn't wish for that to you. Mm -hmm. Unless your DM is really a murderful boat themselves. Mm -hmm. Okay, next one we'll be discussing below um, these uh, saving throws. Uh, we'll be discussing the saving throws and skills. For the saving throws, it basically works the same as your modifier, but with the added bonus of your proficiency bonus. So when you pick your class, you can see that your saving throws have proficiency bonus. So if you're a paladin, you have proficiency bonus on wisdom and charisma. So your proficiency bonus gets added up to that when you calculate for... We need to calculate for saving throws. Okay, the last part is here. Um, we'll be discussing skills. Basically, these skills are your specific attribute tied to your ability score that you can use along your journey. 
using your modifier you can write them down and add your proficiency bonus to specific skills we'll go with athletics it's basically how you can push or pull objects before you Mm -hmm. acrobatics um deals with how well you can climb and reach high places sleight of hand is pickpocket um switching items or planting an item stealth is how well you can hide blend to your environment and meld into crowds to lose any pursuers Mm -hmm. arcana it relates to how well you can sense magic around in an area or an item History deals with how well you can remember past of an object, past encounters, and remembering such things. Investigation deals with how well you can check bodies, items, or traps. Looting of any corpse or checking for any clues. Nature is understanding a creature, a certain terrain, or learning about the climate. Religion pertains about your knowledge about gods and ancient beings, holy symbols, and cults that you've encountered during your um, journeys. We go now to animal handling. Mm-hmm. How well you can tame or go near a creature without it getting aggressive towards you. Insight, it's how well you can discern a lying by reading body language or observing speech tones. Basically, this all for, uh, falls under wisdom, which is all indicated in the um, guide that I, I made for you guys. Mm-hmm. Medicine refers to how well you know sickness cures disease herbs and poisons and all of the things that fall under the umbrella perception um, pertains of how well you can see object from far away observing like either using sight um, um, I would say smell or hearing Mm -hmm. survival um, deals with how well you can track um, or knowing where to hunt for either stuff outdoors using tools or shelters deception it deals with how well you can deceive or lie towards a creature and get away with it intimidation is how well you can scare or threat a creature to hear a request by breaking their will performance is how well you can put up a show and entertain an audience or a creature with your talents and lastly persuasion is how well your ability to talk with people to Give, to do your favor or bidding using your charm and words. And that is it for the skills and saving throws. The next part are your items and equipments, which is all gonna be, I would say, self-explanatory when you play, since I think each one of you would learn how to use equipments and items. Yes, and you're... Your DM would be the one explaining to you what each item does. So just go ahead and put the right item in the right spot. And I've also indicated in my tutorial how you can write all of those down, where to look for those in my guide. Mm -hmm. So I would say that it. That DMs are supposed to guide the players in the um, uh, character sheet process, not just leave them in the dust. I think this is where the crucial part of the communication between players and DMs are. Mm-hmm. Especially when they want to create a story together or establish how the character is going to fit into the story. So always, always communicate I, with your DM, especially when you're a player. I actually had a, a little brain fart. Did you explain uh, what DC meant? Oh, 
No, no, I, I, I didn't discuss DC yet. Oh, okay. Uh, that's I... something that uh, players should uh, should at least be aware of. Certain spells, uh, like for example, if you're a magic class, have something called DC or difficulty uh, difficulty class. So, if you're if you're trying to use a spell on someone, they have to roll the... under your What's DC. Difficulty class. Yeah, DC. Oh God. Did you think it was difficult? <laughs> I, I thought it was dice challenge. Oh, it, oh my gosh! It same. could be. It could be. I'm not. I, yeah, that I, could I guess work. it could work. But some, some they say it's dice challenge, not difficulty. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh no! I, 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 don't, don't, don't take our, our word for it. Research it yourself. But it, it's, it means that. It means that other enemies, like the DM, the the, uh, the enemies the DM controls, has to roll under your your DC. Uh, in order to calculate your DC, it's always going to be eight plus your uh, plus your proficiency plus your uh, your main your main spellcasting modifier. So if you're uh, if you're a wizard, it's intelligence. If you're a cleric, it's wisdom. Druid, same. Warlock, also same wisdom. If you're a bard, it's charisma. Mm-hmm. I will also put that um, all in a guide. Uh, don't worry, guys. I will make it easier for you. Warlock and uh, Warlock is also charisma. I'm sorry. I think I mentioned that it was wisdom. Yeah. So redo that. Okay. So all right, but yeah, I would say that is all for tonight's lesson. All right. I I know it was a bit of a mouthful, you guys. Yeah. We we've been staying in here for a very long time. I th- yes. I think the the mines have managed to keep the police from from getting in here a little bit <laughs> they kept them out a little bit but mm-hmm. wait do you, do you hear that did you just oh, did you just hear I, I the think, I think they defused most of your minds and they're coming in again shit you, you hear the sirens shit shit i think i think we need to go uh thank you thank you all everyone for Joining us here on another episode of Roll Initiative. Roll Initiative. We're gonna see you again in the next episode, uh, where we talk about. Hurry oh up! Role playing. Role playing. Role playing. Bye. Disengage. 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 Every man for himself. Roll Initiative is a Tavern Inc. original. It is executively produced by Agent Maldito Santos and edited by Nadia Hibionada and Agent Maldito Santos. The hosts of this show are Simon Cabalfin. Ajamal de los Santos, Naji Hibionada, and Karen Vergara. The music used is from Kevin MacLeo. Until the next episode, keep rolling high.